0: chair shop podcast is back and we're finally out of milestone season no more big round zero episodes no more anniversaries just good old-fashioned 601 coming to you here on this sunday evening we've got ourselves a classic csp conundrum where we're previewing a pay-per-view you'll probably have seen it by the time you listen to this but that's good because you can you can listen to this and you can stroke your chin and go ah yes they were so right as always <laughs> On the money, on the money. If I could go back in time with the information on this podcast and get on DraftKings, I would be a millionaire. Uh, we are going to run down a revolution very, very shortly. We being myself, Barry Murphy. How are you doing, listeners? Thanks for joining us. I'm joined, as always, by my ever-dependable co-host, first of all, Mr. Paul Griffin.
1: The Simon Cowell of wrestling quizzes. Does that? That's my
0: new nickname. Wait, hang on. So... I thought you were going to say the Simon Cowell of wrestling because you view your little nitpicks, but the Simon Cowell of wrestling quizzes. Does Simon Cowell win a lot of quizzes?
1: No, but he creates a lot of game shows, doesn't he?
0: Oh, you you were going for his acumen as a creator is what you were invoking there. Oh, well, I think we all got that. Also, Uh, my pants are up to here. Yeah, Keeping the nipples warm. I'll be honest, listener, the email wasn't great. The quiz was, you know, all right. But, uh, you know, it's just not for me. Um... (laughs) Also with us the 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 Duncan Bannatyne of wrestling quizzes it's yeah. Joe Towner.
2: That's very good. That's very true. Did you see that fella um on Twitter during the week who was trying to grass up AEW to Draft Kings? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're saying, "Oh, the referees were getting involved. Do you think this is acceptable?" Uh do you think wrestling might be fixed, mate? Is that the problem you have? In that
0: there? was one of the ones where I was like, is this a base that we're not getting, or is this person just mental? I mean, I, I, I there is, uh, so many times these days, that line is being walked so finely. It's
2: very hard to tell, isn't it? Maybe he lost the mortgage money on... Uh... Betting on DraftKings.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's like, if if those re- if those referees didn't hold that ladder, Will Hobbs would have fallen yeah. and legitimately hurt himself, and they would have had to improv to finish, and I would have gotten a payout. He had uh,
2: commanded the win. <laughs> yeah. 40 to 1, put the mortgage money on it.
0: Oh, God. Anyway. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, did you see the thing on Twitter about the... Mm. The guy who got too much change from a fucking coffee shop did you see this either of you oh no i missed this, this one. was this was an irish uh, uh storm with a teacup i i that's <laughs> one of those ones i got is just i came to it too late because i missed it originally and Brona was explaining it to me and by the time i got there people were being psychopaths about it so i, yeah, I was no. like all right there's no fun to be at. some guy went in and got um a four euro coffee but first of all, what the blinking heck kind of society are we living in where that's the cost of a blinking cup of coffee? But he um, he got he got sixteen euro change out of a tenner, so he got like <sighs> an extra tenner. Oh, yeah. But he tweeted this, and then he tweeted, "So I went into Boots and bought myself something nice." And of course, people went ape shit that he was stealing from the working man, and <laughs> it was just absolute psychopathy. Uh, yes, that's that's the latest. That's sort one of the me.
2: great joys of life, isn't it? If you get too much change, I well, yeah. When cool. you're normal, when you're normal, yeah, it doesn't really um, happen anymore because no one uses fucking cash anymore. But yeah, you
0: know, I can't remember the last, When did I, I? The only time I use cash, funnily enough, is when I'm on holiday. I used it when I was in the mm. UK, um, but even even that actually, I just use card. And put That's it on nice. the old revolution. Yeah, yeah. Also, you know what? You know what's what's also probably going to go in, go extinct soon um, is the the sweet the sweet sensation of finding money. On the street, you're never gonna find money. You will never. The rare time, like, like it might happen once in your life where you find something north of a fiver. If you find a tenner, or God forbid, twenty quid, that's your day's made. That is your day made. And you're like, you're like, you might as well be a bajillionaire when you find twenty bonus quid. (laughs) That's never happening now. What do you do? Find a, find a, find someone's phone basically and just find the the It's all, it's all or nothing at that stage. You know, yeah. uh, Treat treat yourself. Treat yourself. Um, yeah, so, um, that's, that's our musings on, on cash in this, in this new cashless world we live in. Um, uh, how has the week been? Boy, it's not too much news on the old, um, the old rundown. I mean, my, my week was so boring that the only notable thing I did was, was last night, Saturday night, got a bit wild, got a bit spicy, got a little bit, um, got a little bit adventurous. Got a little vapey, I believe. Uh, that was friday night i did have a i, I i've I've, ha- I've had the occasional vape lately just oh a, I, I just that's not what i was going to talk about
2: but you know turn
1: the back turn the back
2: i've i've been listen i like the little fruity flavors replace the monster with a fucking vape i mean it's i'm
0: back on that like nobody's business uh, you better believe it right into the veins right oh into the veins a uh, barney Gumble in this it. Ah, it begins <laughs>
2: Was that? Pink vape? Is it that'll do? Oh, man, <laughs> no. I can imagine the flavours of vape that Barry goes into. It as well. It's got the absolute worst. Tropical hubba bubble ch- bubblegum flavour. Well, do, only-
1: do you have the toxic ooze from the Ninja Turtles cartoon? Do you have that
2: flavour? That'd be class. They should do that. <laughs> Oh, uh, or Power Rangers,
0: you have the purple Power Ranger Ivan Ooze flavor. No, it's funny that I was grassed up by Brona on that, because all I do is rob the occasional pull off of hers. And she, <laughs> and she absolutely does. Like, I thought they were all just like grape, lemon. And it's like, I look at the thing, it's got like three different types of fruit that don't even go with each other. It's like, oh, pomegranate, blueberry, and watermelon. Like, what? How can you discern those three tastes? It just, it's just generic fruity to me. Anyway, anyway. Brona. Just give it up, give it yeah, up. Yeah, she's so so. I'm Bad. getting in trouble, but it's her. It's secondhand habit is what I have. Anyway, that's not what I yeah. I like it. I'm pointing fingers. By the way, this is like my fifth can of Pepsi today. Oh well, listen, we all we all like the bloody soft drinks. I mean, there's no who amongst let he use without a can of P- Pepsi cast the first stone. Hmm. Um, uh, but no, no, that was Friday night. But Saturday night, Brona was off Gallivant and off adventure, and I was inside watching YouTube videos on my phone of how to take apart an Xbox controller. Oh, I saw um, this. I, I, so I, my, the Xbox controller I got with my Series S, it got stick drift within the warranty. So I sent it back to them. It was a whole palaver because they use a particular courier whose depot was way out of the city. It was a whole RC, right? But they did it for free on the condition you send it back. So I got a replacement. Now the replacement is fucked, right? And somewhere along the way, because it was, um, it was about six months after the Xbox came out that the controller started drifting somewhere since that they've changed their warranty terms because this new one i got i went to check the warranty and it's like oh no the warranty is 90 days i'm like well hang on now that's new because it was like a year the last time so i think they've gotten hammered by so many of these that they've like sneakily turned down the warranty so i was like all right the analog stick is drifting this is basically ready for the bin i have no warranty all the cost of uh, I've got. I asked a few people, and the cost of repairing it is basically like buying a new mm-hmm. one. It's one of those ones. So I was like, I I have nothing to lose by taking this apart and just trying to do it myself, right? Um. So I I took it apart. It was extremely. It, it's not extremely difficult. That's that's an exaggeration. But the first thing you have to do is you just have to pry the back panel off the controllers where the where you put your hands, your little grippies. And there's no there's no there's no trick to it. You pretty much just have to pry it off. And one of the guides I was watching was doing this kind of like, oh, just put a little bit of cardboard down behind the triggers and don't use a screwdriver or a pry tool. I mean, you can if you want, but you'll do superficial damage. It's like, oh, well, I don't care about that. So I was just jamming a screwdriver (laughs) into the fucking thing. And uh, spoilers for the end of the story, the thing has not only just superficial damage, but like you can feel it on the controller to the degree it's not very fun to use anymore. But anyway, I got that off, right? And then there's uh, there's, there's the Five screws um, on the actual back or underneath the case and uh, I, I noticed this when I like cleaned out my PS4 like five years ago or something like these things do not have just normal ass screws in them they have like torque screws that are the ones with the hole in the middle um, uh, so you have to get a very ex- specific screw head which I bought mm. again when I was cleaning my PS4 years ago I bought off Amazon this is the only, this is the only reason I buy and use tools to clean my little gadgets right? it's so fucking stupid had to go rooting through, emptied out the, the, the wardrobe under the, the stairs, rooting around looking for all this shit, throwing all these these things out of the way. I eventually found this little baggie of, of, of uh, screwdriver heads. Took the screws out of the plaque uh, Because I'd hastily decided to do this on a random Saturday night, I didn't have, like, alcohol or cleaning, contact cleaner. So I just shook the controller to try and get the dirt out of it. Wet a rag and kind of dabbed in underneath the analog sticks. Um, uh, because the vast majority of those drift problems are just dirt gets in there and gets into the mechanism, so they're all just like shake and mm. tap it. So I, uh, I, I, I shook it. I wiped down the surface. I put everything back together. Screwed it back in. A couple of nicks here and there on the controller, but I booted up a game and the immediate result appeared to be that it was working and that there was no stick drift. if anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about, basically basically all modern consoles, whatever technique they used to make, the the, the analog sticks, any bit of dirt or ground that's in the controller, the, the, the right stick just starts gradually panning up. So if you're playing like a Doom or something, your guy will just start looking at the roof eventually. Um, so that's that's the issue. So I did a little test and it seemed to be working. And I plugged the controller out of the, X, uh, out of the Xbox because it's a wireless controller and it stopped working. I was like, oh, maybe the battery pack is dead or whatever. Put new batteries in there. Not working. I was like, okay. Uh, Somewhere along the way, I don't know how I did this, but in the disassembly and reassembly, I disconnected something that recognizes there's a battery in the controller, right? So it works when it's plugged in via USB to the console, but you plug it out, it doesn't recognize there's a battery in there. So I went to take it apart again today to see if I could fix this, but in my my haphazard, extremely sloppy, not a handyman approach. I completely stripped one of the screws because I was—I guess—I was using the incorrect size initially. So I was able to get four of the five screws out. The fifth one is stripped to the degree that I basically can't get it out now. Uh, and then I was like, "Okay, well, we'll cut it. We'll, we'll we'll cut our losses. Here. I'll still call this a victory because the stick drift is gone." It just has to be a wired controller now. It still works. I just have to have it plugged in, uh, and then I was playing it earlier today, and the stick started drifting again. So, <laughs> so, I was like, so I didn't even fix it in the end. But at least I had, at least I killed a couple of hours taking it apart uh, on a boring Saturday night. So that's um, that's my game repair service. Uh, get in touch, chairshoppodcast podcast.com Email us tab if you want me to do a repair for you. Um, uh, not not great, not great. So um. And it's, it's, I think I talked about this kind of over the years when, whenever the various, it's the most annoying thing about modern games because controllers are so fucking expensive. They are so mm. expensive. Even Xbox One controllers work on the modern devices. Resellers are selling them for 50, 60 quid any day because they know they work on the new ones and they know the new ones are 60. So, so that's, it's a shitty, it's shitty. I mean, uh, and you, and I, I just don't like gambling on, Fucking mad cats, derivative, uh, plastic, third-party cowboy controllers. Because um, uh, you're just taking your life in your hands at that stage. But yeah, that's my uh, that's my DIY endeavours. Next week, I will build a shelf. Um, and re- <laughs> report back to you on that. Um, yeah, that's all I've really been up to this week. What about you, boys? What's going on in the news? In the news of the world, according to CSP.
2: Well, before I share my news, gonna, I'll have to issue a uh, a correction and an apology for last week. I, um, I was reviewing the film, uh, the Beatles film, A Hard Day's Night. Uh, and I said that Wilfred Bramble was doing the worst Irish accent I've ever heard in my life. Uh, on further research, it turns out that he is actually Irish. Um, spent <laughs> the first uh, 18, 20 years of his life in Dublin uh, before moving to the UK to act. Um, I knew him as Steptoe from the classic sitcom Steptoe and Son. Where, of course he does a a oh, wink accent now, wow wow, that sort of stuff, but um I don't know the accent was still very strange to me, maybe that's what Irish people sounded like in the nineteen tens or twenties I don't well, know this is, this is the thing i
1: don't I don't think is is a correction an apology is necessary here, Joe, because an an Irish
2: person can still do a bad Irish accent, that's true, maybe he lost it and then was trying to do one, and it just wasn't very good, yeah. Well, sometimes you do hear people um, that it's their genuine accent, but they do just sound ridiculous. Like there's this French football journalist who literally is like, I talks like this and talks about Paris Saint-Germain. And I'm like, is that that man's real accent? Because it sounds like me doing a French accent. And that's very strange. But anyway, apologies to the the late great uh, Wilf uh, for for slandering his good name there. Um, My story, (laughs) I do have a story that I forgot to tell last week. It involves technology as well um no controllers it involves my headphones so Michelle this was the middle of last I think it was Thursday of last week um Michelle went out for a few drinks with some work people who all live locally she finished up texted me to say she was on the way home I said I'll come and meet you because you know I'm a gentleman and it's dark and it's late and it's the mean streets of Sydenham in that London you know what I mean um so I went to meet her Popped my old headphones in. Listened to a bit of uh, Sam Smith, you know, my album of the week from last week mm, right. uh, on the way. Got there, met up with her. Um, she started talking, so I had to whip one of the old uh, noise-canceling headphones out to to hear what she was saying. Popped it Popped in my pocket. Anyway, got home. Um, just took my coat off, blah, blah, blah. Watched a movie or something. Michelle went to bed. I stayed up to finish Pulp Fiction, watching Pulp Fiction. Um, went to bed thought, so, uh, oh, well, me, um, where's my other headphone? Let me just pop both of them both of them back in the, the little Bluetooth case so that they no. look nice and charged for tomorrow. No. Can't only find one headphone. Oh, no. Can only find one headphone. The other one's not in any of my pockets. I uh, can't see it on the floor anywhere. I've got the app on my phone, which tells you like what battery they've got left. Turn that on. I can only see the right one connecting. I can't see the left one connecting, so it's not in the house so this is midnight on thursday and i'm um damned if i'm gonna lose one of my headphones because once you lost one you you have to buy a new set you know what can you do you can't you can't um, get replacement um and these headphones are great they're one of the best purchases i've made in the last five years i absolutely love these headphones so i walked all the way to the bus stop where i'd met michelle uh (laughs) along the way stopping to check the pavement the entire 10 minute walk to see if I could see a headphone on the floor anywhere and it's obviously dark, but there are streetlights and you can just about see I'm scanning, I'm scanning, I'm scanning at the same time. I'm also refreshing the app to mm. see if the headphone appears on the yeah. phone. Cause it, you know, within a few meters it will do no such luck. I get there. It's very well lit. I can see everything on the pavement, no headphone. Uh, so I come home, I think maybe it's indoors. Maybe I'll have another look as I'm walking up the driveway. I take a little look at the phone and what appears, a little Mr. Lefty headphone. He pops <laughs> up, he pops up on the app. And so I, I get towards the house, I go in the house and it disappears. So it's not in the house. So I'm like, okay, I've now got this little tracker on, on the headphone. It's like, here he somewhere. I'm outside, like God knows what the neighbors think. I'm out there. At, it's now like one o'clock in the morning because by the time I got there and back, it's like middle of the night. I'm walking around with a torch on my phone on. Um, looking through the bushes, looking under the bins, looking through the driveway, I'm trying to hunt it down with the tracker. And then of course I realise I could just like put some music on and then I'll hear it coming from the headphone. Oh, very good. So I pop Sam Smith on, I start walking up the driveway. I can't hear anything. I can't hear anything. I get a bit closer to the curb, and the street, and suddenly I hear a little tinny, um, uh, (laughs) and there it is in the curb. It had been sat there. For the, the previous three or four hours, and it was working, and it's all in good order, and they are reunited. So
0: I appreciate well, the was detective ha- work, though that's was very, nice, very impressive.
2: I was
1: hoping enemy. you were going to say it was in your ear the whole
0: time.
2: That would have been embarrassing. That was a good twist. Yeah. Yeah. That
0: would have been like a Tales of the Unexpected kind <laughs> of. <thing>. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Turns out he's lost feeling in his ear. Oh, he's actually exactly deaf in death. one ear.
2: <laughs> oh. oh no! So that was that was that excitement. But I was so happy when I found it. I mean. God, can you yeah. imagine how happy I was when I found that? Yeah, happy? I love when a story like that has a happy It's ending. like, oh, victory. So then, yeah, finally got to sleep at half one <laughs> <laughs> with a hot water bottle because it was absolutely freezing. <laughs> so, anyway, that was my, um, that was oh, well, last week's you. belated anecdote.
1: I had a I had a fun little week. I I went to see a movie at the Dublin International Film Festival.
0: Oh yes, you teased this on last week's show, didn't you? Yeah.
1: So I went to see it, and I jokingly said on the show, "Maybe I'll bring my copy of Goldeneye and get it autographed." Mm. Oh well, if you if you follow me on social media, that might be spoiled. Um, I did pop it in my pocket, the little Goldeneye cartridge and a little marker, and I just said, "You know what? If 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 nothing comes of it." i'll just i'll just put it back when i get home no i won't say to anyone that i even had this plan this just be a little thing so i went see the movie which i'll review later on then after the movie why well, don't know i pronounce movie like that afterwards matt johnson the director and one half of nirvana the band um not the band the tv show, the band the show. <laughs> came out and they did a QA and uh you know, when, when this is been my first time attending a movie where there was a director Q&A, I don't know if you guys have ever been to one of those before, hmm. but it was very nice. There was a guy, the guy doing the interview obviously had uh, read his Wikipedia article the night before, because that was as much as he knew about anything to do that Matt Johnson hmm. has ever done. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it was fine. But then there's the worst. then they go to the audience questions. And the lad in the audience is just trying to be super funny and oh, impress him. Oh. Look how funny I am, the way I'm asking my question. The Q&A was quite funny because there was also a, apparently a really bad echo in the room. And so at one point he was answering questions with the microphone between his knees and his hands over his ears. So because mm. when, when he was talking, the, he, would, he would get an echo of his own voice a second later. So it was confusing him as he spoke. But anyway. Q and A came, and then they left. and Then we left the cinema, and as I came into the lobby, Matt Johnson's just standing there chatting to somebody. <laughs> it was not as if there was like a queue around him, just one person chatting to him. I said, "Okay." I said, "Well, here's my here's my opportunity now." So I stand, pa- you know, patiently and and calmly uh, next to him. Then I get immediately skipped in the queue. Someone oh, just, uh, like, as soon as the first person finishes, a person who's walking out of the room just goes, hey, there's Matt Johnson, hey buddy, and reaches out and grabs an arm. and now he's talking to that guy, even though it was obvious that I was next there, anyway. A lot of people asking him for advice, young filmmakers, and all that young pillars, aspiring film. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he was given you know, good advice, nice, it was, it was nice to listen to. He, apparently, after, like, I was one of the first people to, to get to him, but apparently he just stay there for like an hour chatting to anybody who wanted to talk to him, which is really yeah. nice. But anyway, I say to him, uh, won't take up too much of your time. Hopefully this isn't, uh, against whatever film festival rules you have, but if you'd be so kind as to autograph my little, my little golden eye cartridge, because, um, there's an episode of the show, which is about a competitive GoldenEye competition. And so it's a little reference to the, to the show, of course. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's absolutely, happy to do that he goes whoa whoa, what's the quote from the what's the quote from the episode (laughs) and i you know there in the moment being put on the spot i couldn't remember what the quote was nobody next to me could remember what quote he was thinking of either and he goes no no i'll get it what was it what was the quote spends after i'm saying i don't want to take up too much of your time he spends two and a half minutes trying to think of this quote can't remember it just you know autographs for me anyway um, tells me a funny story from the behind the scenes of the episode which was quite funny but um yeah happy to report he was absolutely lovely oh, and good. and autographed my little my little cartridge um with uh pierce brosnan a little speech bubble with him saying video game day which i guess you know for anyone who watches the uh the Wii shop wednesday video will be familiar with um Matt Johnson's work, so that's lovely. So that's my little. That, that this is this is the copy of night I've had since I was a child as well. Nice. This way, this isn't a.
0: That means you'll never sell it.
1: oh uh, I wouldn't sell it anyway. But now it's lost value because it's got scribbling on it. <laughs> no,
0: you could just see it. You could, if you were listing it, you get signed by a guy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: signed by a guy who so few people know that. <laughs>
0: yeah, you would, yeah. would never sell. Oh, that's good though. Well, to I me, mean, it's it, a great little. It, yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah, exactly.
1: So, a one of one, autographed Goldeneye copy.
0: Yeah, that's that's cool. That is a that's a legitimate uh, uh, like you know personal treasure. Mm. Um, exactly. This this conversation just as in, this is causing me to go on eBay right now. Um, let's see. I have a, a signed copy of The Last of Us up there with Troy Baker, Ooh. Uh, star, star of tonight's episode. Probably, uh, probably legitimately worth money. Signed. I'm going to go on eBay now. It's probably going to be very hard to find. Uh, no, I don't see this exact thing that I have on here. So I guess I could just name my own price. Um, got the things people sell on eBay. Boxes of games, no game. I'm like what the fuck are you selling then? My god. <laughs> anyway, yeah. It's like the special edition PS3 version, yeah, signed by Mr. Baker. Anyway, um, yeah. But that's, I also that's, I also have an autographed Skyrim soundtrack
1: by the composer. Uh, who, well, that must
0: be worth something.
1: Who was then? Who was then accused of rape? So
0: um, okay, maybe ooh,
1: not. Then. Okay, sorry, we
0: What um, am I going to do with my uh, my my uh, Justin Roiland uh, talking ten inch one to one scale Rick um, um, doll that I have here, just out of frame in the corner? You pull a string, and he goes. Uh, he does that, um, and and it's it's uh, I I got Justin Roiland to write and piss all over us. Yeah. Um, well,
1: I mean, obviously, my favorite if we're if we're if we're a dick measuring, um. My autographed red letter media archive volume one uh, oh, DVD, nice. which goes That's for goes for hundreds of euro on the Amazon. does it I think, really? I think seven hundred euro. That's that Really? It. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's out of print and it's autographed
0: by, okay, okay, fair enough. by the three boys. I'm trying to think, do I have any, what, like, what's the most evil piece of, of wrestling merch I have that probably got, like, criminal charges on it? Yeah, I threw away all my t-shirts I don't have anymore. Well, I, yeah, I had a massive clear out when all that went down, so I don't have very yeah. much left. I've got a bunch of random crap that, uh, I'm going to get this for the, the, the listeners won't get any visual benefit of this. Bear with me just a 2nd sorry there, bum, bum, bum. listeners. Um, so like i don't know how many years ago at this stage this was this was like two years before the pandemics 2018 2019 something like that i ordered um uh, a gcw t-shirt and they emailed and they were like um i get you know because they noticed it was like an international order and they're like hey it was like 25 or something like hey do you want to just round up to 30 and we'll just give you a bunch of stuff we have lying around from Wrestlemania. This was like post Wrestlemania weekend so they had programs and all like that. some of it was actually really nice and then will will throw some 8 by 10s in the box as well. Obviously stuff that they, they they you know what was their thing called the collective their their convention at Mania weekends. Obviously some stuff they'd left over. And I could not have anticipated uh, uh what they got me. Some you know uh, so here's just two that I just grabbed off the pile. Um it was like legitimately pretty cool. Signed the Great Sasuke. Um, <laughs> oh, that's nice. not, you know not bad right not bad yeah. and then like also not bad but just a very funny thing to get off of gcw uh assi- also signed uh mr robert <laughs> holly robert my friends call me hardcore holly um just uh, gratis mm. or at the cost of like two quid again obviously they had the two of them sign 10 million pictures <laughs> and sold however many they sold
1: um, of course i've i've uh it equally useless I, and I paid eight euro for a signed uh, Rene Dupree eight by ten.
0: Did you, you got in person though, didn't you? In person, yes. oh, yeah, yeah. I still have
1: it. I still have it. One of the I most think... useless bits of hats I own.
0: What's yeah? Like I'm trying to think of some of the crap I got in person from like OTT and stuff over the years. Like they did a, be- a one best of DVD, and like the the, the quality of the print on the cover is terrible. Like it's so like it's <laughs> rubbish. And it's not signed or anything like that. Um, yeah yeah all my all my like i've got like two aew figures, but i took them out of the box i'm not keeping them you know mint condition or anything like that no. um yeah anyway that's our collectibles uh yeah. uh i mean are we are we are we <laughs> are we delaying the footy talk are we putting off the no we the, gotta, we gotta, know, gotta tear of it? off
1: the band-aid we gotta tear off the band-aid go on joe mate mm. do you watch the football today no you didn't
2: watch it at all i watched the first half <laughs> you're you're smarter than me. And man, I, I started making the dinner at halftime, yeah. and I saw the score, and I thought oh, I just want to put it back on. <laughs> just like- <laughs> so here's
1: here's the thing: is um, obviously United Liverpool is the biggest is the British Clasico mm. in a mm. sense, right? The English Clasico, um, and especially in Ireland, because in Ireland, you know. You're, you're pretty much either a United fan Or you're a Liverpool fan And so as a United fan It's, it's always a thing When you go to work the next day Or when you're talking to your friends mm. It's either Oh we got one over on you Or they got one over on us Now Last year was a tough year already With uh, the, the the two games with an aggregate Of 9-0 to Liverpool Now a Ten high and I said Well those days are surely over Um but this was this was about as bad as it gets um, mm. from a you know a fan perspective. I will say, despite the score and despite the uh, the fact that it's Liverpool and all of that, I think I think I've seen much worse overall performances from United. L- even last season, with 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 where, where they lost, like I'll I'll, I'll I'll say the the worst performance I think I've I've ever seen from United. What it was a one nil loss was the last day of the season last year against Crystal Palace, where they were Mm. completely useless. They never looked like scoring. Completely inept. Now, in this game in the first half, I thought United were unlucky to go in 1-0 down. I think Liverpool had the better... I've seen people saying that United were a better team. I think Gary Neville said United were a better team in the first half. I don't quite think they were. I think Liverpool probably just edged the first half. But it was similar to which was the game. Was the Barcelona game? Or the Newcastle game. No, probably the Barcelona. Where Liverpool had the the best of it across the first like 25 minutes. And that's when United were absorbed the pressure and then start to come into the game. And it looked like yeah, United had one, two, three chances that they might have nicked one, go in away at Anfield, one 0 up at halftime, and then see how the second half goes. But I think the sucker punch of conceding right before halftime and right after halftime, and right after that. Like, the, the game is dead, you know, at mm-hmm. that point. 3-0 down, away at Anfield. At 2-0 down, I was thinking, okay, if we can nick one back, we can make a game of it and maybe get a draw. But, like, the the, the fact of the matter as well is that the 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 goals were, were either really well taken, especially the third one, the little chip into the far corner, or were kind of... I don't wanna say they're fluky goals at all, but they're like quick counter attacks and just kind of out of nowhere, you know mm. um I would say even even up to three 0 it wasn't as if Liverpool were just hammering United. you know um, I think the game was relatively even at least uh, up till half time. I think the game was relatively even now, what happened was in the second half, the heads completely went. Any semblance of a game plan was out the window, complete headless chicken defending. And Liverpool, to their credit, were kind of relentless and, 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 and ruthless in, in taking advantage of that. But it was kind of a situation where it's like when you're learning to drive, which I'm doing, right, you can be having the most perfect uh, drive of your day and you'll make one little mistake, and it'll kind of rattle you. And once you're rattled, once that happens, you'll you'll you quickly make a second mistake and then a third mistake. And um, sometimes it, it only takes one to kind of start you chicken-heading your way through a series of, of errors. Definitely seemed like what happened. To you. I mean, that second half to lose 6-0 across 45 minutes. I, I don't think... It'll necessarily lead to a, a, a downturn of form. Like United have Betis mm. on Thursday and then Southampton at the weekend. I mean, Southampton are surely the the perfect <laughs> rebound team to to get back to form. But as much of an anomaly as I think it was, um, I think you got to also give credit to Liverpool for like sensing blood and and really going for it and and, and putting a marker down, like seven 0 as. One of the worst, in my lifetime anyway, one of the worst scorelines as far as as the as defeat goes. As I said, I've come out of a defeat feeling like we've played worse mm. with a much more respectable scoreline. Like you feel like if you went to Liverpool, in fact, I'll even say I thought today's game, losing 7-0, was a better performance across the 90 than both of the games against Liverpool last season, which we lost 4-0 and 5-0 mm. and were hopeless in. So sometimes the scoreline can kind of fudge a little bit the, the 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 message, but I mean to be fair, second half United were absolutely useless. But the the first half they were they were definitely in it mm. right up until that goal just before halftime, out of basically out of nowhere. Bizarre. So sorry, you ten hag out now. We ten hag out. Is that where we was? I always
2: were? I was, was. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> I always knew it was useless, bawdy game. I I did what I thought was a a, a, a quite a funny tweet. Didn't get any any traction at all. But I said, uh, this this could be Eric ten 0 if they're not careful.
0: Mm, right. I bet you were the only person who made that joke.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't see anyone anyone do. I'm sure they did. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's funny because it, it seems like we never get these kind of big wins. I, I'm hoping that's where United can get to, where, where we can be on the side of a weird anomaly hammering of of another big team.
2: It's been a long time, since Ars- Arsenal 8-2. That must be Arsenal 8-2 was, was the one. one. Yeah,
1: we, was haven't had, we
2: haven't had the kind of attack that would score that many goals in a game. Even if well, it, there was no goalkeeper, I don't think any of our attacks would have scored.
1: Well, you, you make a good point, is that I think this was a showcase for kind of putting putting it out there that mm. Anthony where he is currently I'm not saying he'll never be there, but he's not good enough. And Veghorst. I and, and I, I get the um I get the purpose that Veghorst serves in the team. But in a game like this, it mm. might have been better to
2: Well the thing with Veghorst is whenever he touches the ball is terrible he's there to he, he's good at running around and and um closing down pressing working hard yeah whenever he tries to pass or shoot it like it might as well be me out there he's just so He just it can't do it I, I i just it's baffling
1: yeah it'd be nice to have a player who can do
2: running and passing and shooting
1: yeah <laughs> yeah i think ken early on the second captain's podcast put it well where he said this, this wasn't in reference to this game this was a few weeks ago
3: yeah.
1: Where he said, I think this might have been one of the Barcelona games. He said, I wonder how Man United would be if instead of Veghorst up front, they had a player. Mm. Um and yeah, I mean, I think this was just one where they, I think you, it was it was might have been one-nil. Might, this might have been at right before, or maybe it was still nil all the time, but but it was it was at, at a period of the game where Liverpool were kind of in the ascendancy and I were starting to struggle, and there was a ball over to Anthony on the near. On the near coast or on the coast, <laughs> near side of the pitch, where he was, he was running up the right wing. So we're still in the first half. we were still facing mm. that way. Ball came over to him, and he still he controlled it with the little heel behind the the leg, the little back heel, almost control. And that said it all to me. Where it's like this is this is a game where United are starting to really kind of start to struggle. Ball over to him, and he's still doing the little, mm. completely pointless little. This this lad, I don't know. With with, with all the 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 Warriors, the casimiros and that like, Casimir, i didn't think have a, had a very good game today. Even when United were playing well, he was a little I don't know if he was just tired or or injured because he was grimacing a little bit early on as well, but he was kind of his passing wasn't great today. Um but Anthony I thought was really poor. Vegorus, Rashford, Anonymous. But that was I guess as a result of the rest of the team kind of weren't at it as well. Um and then I saw Neville. I know you were watching, but at the end, Neville was really going in on Fernandez. His behaviour today—it's been—it's been disgraceful. And it's like, well, I kind of wanted a little bit of shithousery when you're when you're being hammered like that. You know, show a little bit of character. It, it doesn't have to be picking up by the scruff of the neck and come on, as you can be a little bit of a, mm. a of a prick when that's happening, you know. That's but awesome. um, anyway, move on from it. Well done to Liverpool. Well, well. Um, deserving of, of the hammering
2: disappointing uh, result but we go again you know we go again yeah yeah it's not should what we, we wanted we copy and paste that tweet again yeah yeah say something like <laughs> can you say something like um disappointing result but thanks thanks ahead. for your support
1: yeah no it was it was it was um an embarrassing result but i think slightly overblown the uh the, the the overall performance like I keep saying that like United were useless in the second half but the first half they were quite good it was just they didn't deal with going behind well at all which is weird because they've done that well all season until today Um, I didn't watch any of the other football so
2: yeah
1: no, boring Apparently, I, watched Man, I watched
2: Man United women they won 5-1 they won 5-1 I believe yeah yeah very good very good Alessia Russo hat trick she'll probably leave get her anyway. get her
1: into the the, the, the men's team
2: maybe should be better than better root, <laughs> workhorse yeah
1: yeah i apparently the arsenal game was was hugely exciting yesterday but i was out i wasn't at home so i couldn't watch oh you. yeah i didn't, didn't see it. it was on premier sports in Ireland, anyway it wasn't on tv in the UK. Uh, it was a 3 p.m
2: kickoff but yeah. apparently it was great stuff yeah. right over to the cues. then speaking of uh Speaking of smashings, spankings, uh, one-sided destructions, we've got another quiz. <laughs> um, so let's see what happens here. So this is the third in the trilogy of our good friend Will, who has uh, sent us in the what the Joe Lad thinks is this week's quiz. Mm-hmm. Last week it was uh, was it uh, Paul last week and Barry the yeah. week before. So Will has very kindly sent us in a novel, another, another quiz. He says, Hi everybody, the final edition of What The Barry Lad Thinks, Joe Lad Edition. As requested, the theme is video games. And hmm. uh, so he's got 10 questions here and a tiebreaker. So just as a reminder, I will I will read out a question. Paul and Barry have to guess what they think my answer would be, not what the actual answer would be. So our answers bear little relation to the actual questions <laughs> yes if we're honest um so we'll 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 get straight into it um i'll toss to go first um so i have a, a wwe sticker here on one side i have a picture of uh the american nightmare cody Rhodes Excellent. driving out of the ring and then on the back i have uh, the number so paul do you want cody or do you want 87
1: uh i'll take 87 please
2: that was cody sorry barry goes first yes um, so the first question, how many copies of Tetris have been oh, sold gosh. worldwide? So I'm going to have a little think, try and think. I, I mean, I it's a lot. I just, I don't know.
0: Um, only that film was out. To oh, us. no,
2: if I'd seen that, I would have, I don't know. Um, okay, I've got my answer. Support, mm. uh, Barry, do you want to? guess what my answer is um
0: jesus um 50 million
2: okay Barry guesses 50 million yeah i think
0: joe's going to go higher than that yeah i, I this is really hard because i have no idea what even the real answer would be yeah mm. no, knowing that
1: it's been it's been sold across so many platforms and knowing what big selling games do i think joe might might say maybe around
2: 150 million. 150
0: million. Also packed in with every Game Boy. I don't know if that counts.
2: So um, my guess was 400 million. So, Paul, you are the winner on that one. You get the point. Well done, Paul. Um, We'll do the the real answers at the end, but we'll we'll play off through the questions for now. Um, So number two, how many Pokemon can Joe Towner name? How many can he name? How many different Pokemons can I name? Um, I did see this one already, so I had a little think about it. Okay. Um, I've got a little list. Just trying to think if there's any others. Uh, I am going i don't know if this is a... Uh, what was that one? Um, are there any others? I think that's going to be it. Okay, Paul, do you want to guess? How many Pokemon can Joe name? I'll say four. Okay, Paul thinks I can name four Pokemon. Uh, Barry, what do you think?
0: I'm way more confident. I think that you think you can name like 15.
2: 15, okay. Um, So the actual answer of how many Pokemon I could think of in those few minutes I was doing it earlier was six. <laughs> so ah! Paul gets the point again. Fuck. Uh well done, Paul. Um I tell you what, I'll go through them now. Um Pikachu. Yeah. Charizard. Mm. Ratata. Yeah. Bulbasaur. Yeah. Snorkel. It's the big no. fat one. No, no. was it? Is it Snorkel? Snorlax. That's what I said. Snorlax, okay. yeah, yeah, Snorks. I count that one, and then yeah. the sixth one. I know there was like a pigeon type thing, so I called it oh. pigeon. Is that P- the name? P- Pidgey. PG. Yeah, it's just yeah. the end. So there we go. Okay, and there's six. So four, four, and two halves. So five. Yeah,
1: so six. <laughs> so six. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the question was, can you name them?
0: Well, <laughs> well pigeons. No, no. Thing. The question was, what, how many does he think he can name?
1: Oh, that's
2: true. Okay, that's yeah. true. He well, he thinks he can name six. So six. Wait, yeah. So
0: that, that, that just makes six the answer then. Yeah, yeah
2: six is the answer. Yeah. Okay. Question number three: How many video game consoles has Paul owned in his lifetime? <laughs> Wait, I have an answer for this one. Yeah, I'm wondering
1: so, if this would include. Handhelds. I are mean, we counting all systems?
2: I think we'll handhelds. Anything that plays a video game. It it's yeah. like a Game Boy, yeah. proper, yeah, something like that. Um, so Barry is first okay. on this one. Um,
0: what do I think the answer to this is? Oh my God, uh, twelve. Okay,
2: and um, Paul um 15 15 okay um so i actually went with nine consoles so barry gets the point on that one back
1: in the back in the game we can do the right answer later on we'll we'll come back
2: to that one so question number four what is the longest gaming session that barry has ever had oh Um, good so i'm gonna have to think about this one Longest gaming session.
0: I, yeah, it's another one where I'll have to rack my brain and think what that answer will be.
2: I'm, okay. I have an answer. I have no idea whether it's close or not. Yeah. I have the answer. Paul, do you want to have a little guess? This um, is in hours, is it? Well, yeah, it could Urf. be in hours. <laughs> it could be, you know. could be days, weeks. Hours. could be minutes. Mm, not nine hours. Nine hours, says Paul. Barry, your guess for my okay. I, I, I think guess Jolad, of your guess.
0: I think the Joe lad would think. Possibly in, in in my youth, I may have had some all nighters with the boys playing Golden Eye, which which would be accurate. Um, I I'll, I'll say twelve.
2: Twelve hours, says Barry, and Barry is correct. I actually Woo-hoo! I actually said no. I actually said sixteen hours. Okay, I thought yeah, basically yeah. a whole day and then sleep. That was my assumption. Yeah. Which isn't that unreasonable. I've done that with Football Manager you know, probably before. Right. You know, really oh, yeah. But, um, question number five. How much did it cost to purchase a copy of the first commercially available video game, Computer Space, in 1971? Um, we're talking in dollars here the first commercially available video game called Computer Space, 1971.
0: When's that mm-hmm. Computer Space re- reboot coming out? I think it's due a comeback.
2: Yeah. i uh, have to emulate that one. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I think I can run it. Uh, okay. okay. Okay, I have an answer. It's Paul, is it?
2: Uh, yeah. No, Paul. I went first last time. Oh, oh, sorry. Right. Okay. Uh,
0: this is really hard because the pricing's been all over the place. Uh I will say Joe would think is this US dollars? US dollars. Okay. Um I would say Joe would think 20 US dollars. Okay.
1: Mm, with Fair with systems. inflation. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm I'm thinking here like people didn't have home systems at the time.
0: Yeah, it, this, so is this actually would yeah, be, I I don't know what this answer would actually be to yeah. be honest.
1: I, I think it would be something that would be remarkably <laughs> obscure almost for for you know it wasn't a mass-produced yeah toy, toy type thing it's way before the peak so I would say
2: i'd say even for the time something like a hundred dollars okay so barry guessed twenty dollars paul says one hundred dollars uh Paul gets the points so and my answer was 200 oh wow um I figure because it's Something that's very niche. Like, I remember when when VCRs first came out, they were like 600 quid. You know, it's expensive. I think it
0: always throws me off on questions like that. Like, stuff like even after video games became household features, like the Neo Geo Mm. games were like 120 quid. Like, games have gone very high in the past when they're Mm. they're very niche.
2: So, question number six How many copies of the game ET, the Extraterrestrial? made for the Atari uh, twenty six hundred were buried in a landfill in New Mexico. Um
1: I know this story,
2: yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Mm. I remember this one. I didn't really remember the, the number. But, no, um, me neither. Paul, if you wanna wanna have a little guess of what I yeah thought. I'd
1: say I mean how many realistically would you bury? Well first of all, how many would you really get your hands on and then bury them? Uh maybe maybe a hundred.
2: Uh, just a 100, not a million. Just 100. Okay. No, just 100. 100,
0: okay. Barry? Uh, no, I, I think it's way more. I think it's like 80,000, I think.
2: 80,000, okay. So, they my guess.
0: They found them, didn't they, in a documentary a couple of years ago? Yeah, they found that I'm full.
2: Basically the same condition, I think. Yeah. Um, my guess was 300,000. Okay. <laughs> I remember being a lot, a lot of. No, yeah,
0: it was, copies. it was, it was a lot. Yeah. So uh,
2: we'll we'll see. I'll be very interested to see.
0: Because uh, the le- the legend uh, goes that they were mass, mass, mass produced, and then obviously the reception yeah. was horrible.
2: Uh, so Barry wins that one, which brings us to three three. Excellent. So uh, it's tightly poised as we uh, go into the final few. Um, question number seven: What year was the first three D video game, three D Monster Maze, released? So, mm. what year was Monster Maze released? Which was the very first three D video game? Um, okay, I think. Okay, I have a I have an answer, uh, Barry. You're you're first on this one.
0: God. um, nineteen ninety.
1: Hmm. Nineteen ninety. I mean, when I, I assume when we're saying three D, we mean like
0: any definition of three really? D. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think earlier. I mean, Virtual Boy going back that far. Yeah, uh, yeah before battle uh, tanks and stuff like that. I'd say 19, 1986.
2: 1986. Uh, my answer was the year of my birth, 1984. Oh, like, Paul, all, Paul gets the points there. I was thinking, yeah, because yeah, it would be earlier than you think. And I was thinking, like, 80s, you know, 70s is probably too early, but. Um, question number eight. How many vertical pixels does the classic video game Pong have? How many vertical (laughs) pixels? I don't fully understand the question, but I I don't quite understand that really. I I think
1: Well the game was presumably developed to a specific resolution, so it'll have a a finite number of, of
0: pixels from top to bottom of the screen. Okay. Um yeah I guess for televisions of the time. Okay so yeah. I'm first I'm I.
2: Okay yeah, Paul first. We'll let Joe pick his I've, I've got I've got, I've got, got an answer. answer. Is it right? Who knows. Yeah. It won't be. So Paul 1st Paul
1: um,
0: I'll say 64 pixels. 64 pixels for Paul Barry. Okay, I'm going way more than that. Um I'm going by the extremely flawed guesswork logic that the standard resolution of a telly at the time was 240p, so 480 pixels on the screen. Uh, That's sure. such a cap-dash guess.
2: So I, I I just plucked 200 pixels out of the air. So uh, Paul Paul gets the point there. Oh, oh barely. Yeah, oh, that was Well, no, mathematics. No, no, mathematics no,
0: no, closer, but barely, barely. Well, no,
2: yeah. not really um question (laughs) question number nine so paul goes into the lead there Mm. one two somewhat dubiously five five to three so barry buck your ideas up all right um what number nine what is the record for the most concurrent viewers on a twitch stream oh god i should know this Mm. um it was one of yours.
0: On. No, yeah, well it was just last Wednesday, you know, people <laughs> really getting hyped for the hitman maps, you know. Um, um I think I know I think I know what the stream was, but I can't remember what the what the number know. is.
2: Okay, I've got I've got a guess. I don't really know, but I've got a guess. Uh, Barry, you're first. What do I think uh, it is? What, do what I does think
0: Joe it is? think it is? Two million?
2: Two million, a. okay. Mm,
1: I'd go less than that, I think. I'd say maybe half a mil, 500,000. 500,
2: okay, 500,000, says Mr. Paul Griffin.
0: I don't know how popular Joe thinks Twitch is, you know. I don't, I don't know.
2: My Well, you're about to find out. Uh, my answer was actually 14 million. Um, <laughs> okay, you um, know, I was so. maybe thinking more along the YouTube lines because I know yes. there are. There are streams on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, no, I, that's. That. So Barry yeah, gets the point there. Um,
0: I, I don't think I'll get a bonus point for this if will specifies it in the in the in the mail. I believe the the moment was when Drake played Fortnite with Ninja, right. who's a streamer. Drake, the hip hop artist. Yeah,
1: three three words there that make my skin crawl.
0: <laughs> hey, hey 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 hey! Fortnite's all right. Come on, don't <laughs> don't don't lump it in with those two.
2: Okay and. Finally, so it's carefully poised. It is four, um. is five, four to pull. So Barry you could tie it up here. All right. Um, what is the most expensive video game ever sold? And I price wise, not what is the game. I imagine. No, yeah. <laughs> oh no! I, I was actually. Oh no! Wait, it no! Good. But then. How what what that is right?
0: the game that's sold for the highest amount of money, I would imagine, is the question. But there's and no right. way to know who's closer. If you yeah, we will not be able to double <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, you're right. Well, okay. no, if I, if what does if Joe if, think it is? If you, say, if you say GTA 1 and I say GTA 2 and the answer is <laughs> GTA 4, then, then <laughs> I, mean? I win.
2: Um, so I think what is the cost of the okay, most expensive cost. video okay. game ever? So hopefully I'll scroll down to the answers and we might you know get something different. But. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be a dollar amount. Um, yeah, and I'm not sure if this is like a first... Run or like a? I mean, I a guess it's doesn't matter coffee, if a video game what, sold
1: for X amount yeah. of money. Then as well. Wait, fine.
0: wait, 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 wait! No, no, that's that's because those are two very different questions. Because the, the the most expensive game, the most expensive cost a game sold first run might be like two hundred. But if we're talking about the recent, like all the recent mm. stuff, that's what I assume. Where, it's I, I assume it's the recent eBay shit. Like yeah. what's yeah, what's yeah. the resale of fucking Mario three or whatever? Yeah. Is yeah.
2: The, that's yeah. that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So I,
0: you, can,
1: you can so a single game. Would have sold for, I'll say some. I'm 1st are don't I? Because Barry yeah. went first. Yeah. The first oh, question one. I'll say something like mm,
2: eighty-three thousand dollars. Eighty-three thousand U.S. dollars, uh, Barry.
0: Okay, what I do you think. I- don't know how up on this whole thing joe was in the last year or so but i think the actual number is something absolutely mental fucking a property bubble bulge it's something like a million like a, a sealed copy of mario 3 went for something i say 1.1 million it was something mental like that
2: okay 1.1 million uh says barry Um, so i i was a little bit across this i didn't know the exact numbers but i went with two million dollars because I thought Mm. it was a kind of silly, you know, silly amount. So
0: there was it was something one of the remember the the whole like grading scandal there was like a nine point eight sealed copy of Mario for NES that went for like one point one or one point five million or some mental shit like that. Yeah. That's a point for me, isn't it?
2: That's a point for Barry so that ties it a five five all we do have a tiebreaker. Question number eleven. Um okay question eleven and Barry will guess first on this one. Okay. Um what is the world record for the fastest time to complete the original Super Mario Brothers game, blindfolded.
0: <laughs> um. Oh, God. I I have no idea, and I have no idea what Joe would think. Um, do you have your answer?
2: I have an answer, yeah. Okay.
0: Um, uh, absolute stab in the dark. I have no idea. I'll say six minutes.
2: Six minutes says Barry. Yeah, I'm trying to think
1: how many worlds are in the game.
0: Okay, well, I don't think Joe was thinking that. If that helps you at all, because,
1: yeah. Be, well, I'm, I'm just <laughs> thinking a, a blind like the world record blindfolded run. I'm thinking is going to be more or less the same as the world record non blindfolded because it's 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 mm. done on you know. Um. So I don't know. I don't know how long or how many levels are in the game. <laughs> I'll say you know what is there like. Eight world is it eight eight eight? I think I was something like that. So I'll say yeah. I'll say maybe maybe a ten ten minutes.
2: Okay, I went a bit higher. Okay. I went twenty six minutes. Okay. Oh, so Paul takes it at the end there. Very good, very good, well done Paul. It's very oh, close. That was very it's,
0: competitive. That was no, very competitive.
2: No Liverpool match this was. This was. It's <laughs> more Arsenal. Arsenal. So there we go. So that, uh, Paul wins. Now let's let's Just do the about... fun part. Let's go through <laughs> the real answers. answers. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. So question number one was hang on, I can't see the questions now. Question number one: How many copies of Tetris have been sold worldwide? Okay. I said four hundred million. Barry said fifty million. Paul said one hundred and fifty million. The correct answer was four hundred ninety-five million. Wow! So I was I was in the right. Uh, right pretty good. Pretty good. Um. Question number two was how many Pokemon can I name, which we already uh, yeah, six. We already did. Um, Will guessed three. He said <laughs> Jigglypuff, Pikachu, and one other. I forgot Jigglypuff. I did know. I did know Jigglypuff. You
0: again. you definitely know. That's what I see when I said twenty. I was like, you de- you definitely know if you were to really rack your brain. I'd say you know twenty.
2: Well, take out the pigeon one and put in Jigglypuff. <laughs> Number three, how many video game consoles has Paul owned in his lifetime? I guessed nine. Yeah. Barry said 12. Paul said presumably the correct answer of 15. No, I haven't, I haven't worked it
1: out. Okay. Well, we, we can do it quickly. Commodore 64, Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, Nintendo GameCube, Wii, Wii U, Switch. That's, that's seven. That's only the Nintendo yeah. home consoles. Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance. DS three DS is twelve, Xbox three sixty, PlayStation three, two Xbox of a series S and an X, PlayStation four is seventeen. Am I forgetting any?
3: We
1: <laughs> Mm, no, I've I've said all the I, I I've only on Nintendo handhelds. Any so. any Tiger
0: electronics later no, right? no, No, no,
1: no, 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 no that. And so, we'll say, so we'll say seventeen. We'll say seventeen. Wow. I might be forgetting one or two, but
2: okay, good. It's an so question number four. What is the longest gaming session that Barry has ever had? We um we got that one. So I guess sixteen. Paul guessed nine. Barry said I would guess twelve, and Will guessed sixteen as well, same as me yeah
0: um, I, I I actually i I thought you would guess what I I was thinking about it when you asked I actually think it's less than that to my surprise <laughs> I think I think the longest I've ever done is as low as eight or nine mm. um that and that was I think I talked probably talked about it on this podcast the week it happened um there was some the day the last of us came out they had an auto save bug in the game so I played the first <laughs> Five hours of the game. Turned off the console to go and get lunch, and I turned it back on, and it had zero save data. So I had to go and do it all again before bedtime. Mm. So that was about eight, eight or nine hours straight oh. on one day. Um, yeah, that's I think that's nice my, I think that's my, my record.
2: Uh, question number five: How much was a copy of the first ever available video game, Computer Space, in 1971? I said 200. Barry said 20. Paul said 100. The real answer was 1,095 dollars. What uh, wow. god damn people complain about bloody games now. Well
0: I'm telling you.
2: In nineteen seventy-one it was a grand. Um <laughs> question six, how many copies of the game ET for the Atari were buried in a landfill in New Mexico? I said three hundred thousand, Barry said eighty thousand, Paul said one hundred copies. The correct answer is an estimated seven hundred thousand copies wow uh, were buried uh in, in New Mexico. Um not a popular game. Uh, question number seven. What year was the first 3D video game Monster Maze released? Uh, I said 84. Barry said 90, 90. Paul said 86. The correct answer was 1981. So um, okay. not, wow, not too far off. Um, question number eight. How many vertical pixels does the classic video game Pong have? Uh, I said 200. Paul says 64. Barry said 480. Uh, the correct answer... I was actually the closest. It was 288. Oh, okay. Wow. No more than you two. Um, Let's have a look. Question number nine. What was the record for most viewers on a Twitch stream? Uh, I said 14 million. Barry, 2 million. Paul, half a million. Correct answer is 3.3 million. Uh, It's actually Hmm. for a boxing event, it says here. Oh, that's cheating. Lanos. I don't know if that's code. I don't know if that's someone's name. <laughs> I don't <laughs> but, know. But apparently that's what it was. 3.3 um, 3 million. So eh, not too far off. Um, question number 10. What's the most expensive video game ever sold? Um, I said 2 million. Paul said 83,000. Barry said 1.1 1. 1 million. Correct answer was $2 million for a sealed copy of Super Mario Brothers. So was I was right on the money there. Uh, and then the final one, the... Um, Fastest time to complete the original Super Mario Brothers game at Blindfolded? I said 26 minutes, Paul 10, Barry 6 minutes. Correct answer was 11 minutes and 55
0: seconds. So Paul pretty quick there. Pretty close, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So very good quiz. A lot of fun. Thank you very much, Will, for sending those in.
0: Thank you, Will. A great a great trilogy there. Oh, yeah. A great trilogy. Thank you very
2: much. Okay. Else we, wants,
1: we all won one of them as well, I believe. If I'm not mistaken. I, think I, think I won one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, so <laughs> we, we <laughs> know each other equally well, lads, is, is the lesson there. Uh, thank you very much Will Greatly appreciate it as always And I appreciate you listening of course as well If anyone else wants to contribute Not just a quiz But if you want to pop us over a comment or a question or, a, or or just anything at all Email us there Go to chairshoppodcast.com Little form there you can fill out And you can send it to your host of choice as well You can even pick who you want to read it Technology is just fabulous wow. uh, Anyway we'll move on to the wrestling here do we have any like especially in-depth takes about Rampage and Dynamite or do we just want to do a pay-per-view preview and maybe give our thoughts as we go on the card or 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 does anyone have a burning burning stance on Dynamite that they want to they want th- to give I
2: thought the the last 5 minutes the pro, the Danielson promo was tremendous. Yeah, why, when I, when I saw the timestamp, I was like there's 5 minutes left. That's what I'm going to say. And it's just come out
1: <laughs> they went it went to it went to commercial break and there was 5 minutes left.
2: Mm. I said, "Oh, but maybe it was for the best. It, it worked was, out great, it I was thought, yeah. the best interview, in-ring interview segment I've seen since Ricky Starks did his, you know, yeah. big babyface one. It's great.
1: And he said the F word.
2: Yeah. Oh. Lovely to hear. Love to hear it. You love to hear that. Fucking head
1: kicked in. Um, I thought Orange Cassie really good. It was great
2: as well. Yeah. Too, really, really enjoyed, enjoyed that. that. Yeah. Very good.
1: Really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, what Wait
0: else? no, Big Bill,
1: Big Bill, Orange Cassidy, and Big Bill. Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm 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 looking at last week's. You're looking at last week's. Yeah, thanks, Bill is good, Bill. thanks, I'm Wrestling like. Observer. You're Showing me last week's one. Big Bill, Big Bill's uh, facial expressions, doing the hands in the pockets was, was yeah, it's crazy <laughs> He's a, he, may, he might be an underrated
0: little uh, little uh, personality, <laughs> Big Bill. I think he's I think he's a sneaky a sneaky good. So he's like he's like inverse Saraya where he <laughs> can definitely plop down eight figures, possibly not eight figures, seven figures to get her, and what are you getting? And he probably got Mister Morrissey for you know from Impact, not not it didn't didn't have to remortgage uh, uh, the Jaguars to get him. And he's 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 I think he's a sneaky little prospect to have. I think mm. and he's done quite well. Yeah, very good. Uh, uh, Christian, great. We love Christian.
1: Christian, great. I, I still was wrong on Christian that one time.
0: That's all right. I, I wasn't going to rub it in.
3: I
1: wasn't. Gonna um, Christian Gray. They're doing a buried live match of sorts. Do we think that's going to be a cinematic? By the way, <sighs> yeah.
0: I don't know which one I would like less if it was cinematic or it wasn't cinematic. And if it's not cinematic, that means they're just doing a buried alive match. It's very WWE. I'm not into.
1: Here, it. Here's an impromptu quiz, guys. Can you name the the five or six, depending on your criteria? Buried live matches that have happened in WWE, well, and I'll 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 give you a, a, a the reason I say five or six there. The that, that w- w- whether you count it or not, the Boneyard match would be the most recent one. But there have been f- there have been five non-cinematic buried live matches in WWE. Austin, uh, Austin
2: Undertaker at uh, the original Buried Alive. Austin Undertaker,
1: not not the original, but that was. Uh, Austin Untaker was at rock bottom 98.
0: Uh what was it? Undertaker Mankind is the original. That was, was the original. Out, right? yeah. uh, God, what was the fucking stupid...
1: Rock Russo? and
2: Foley? Rock and Foley? one?
1: Rock and Foley were involved in one. They were a tag What team. was the
2: tag? Was it Undertaker Kane? Or Undertaker no. Big Show. Big Show. Undertaker,
1: big Show. I knew it was Correct. a pair of fucking... And then there's two stuff. more, both this side of the millennium. One uh,
0: in 2003
1: and one in 2010.
0: Uh, oh, oh! I know both of these: Vincent Undertaker, and Kane yeah. Undertaker. Correct. God, the Kane and Undertaker one was horrible. Oh my god, <laughs> so that was the Vincent Undertaker. <laughs> they were able to, uh, it's a shit stipulation. It's a fucking. Yeah. I, think, I
1: think the only one that, that was fun because I haven't. I actually haven't seen the original one ever, but I, the tag team one was pretty fun. The rest yeah. of them have been horrible.
0: That's because it was like a SmackDown segment. It was like six minutes long. <laughs> Steve Austin coming and out. That was yeah. One, and that, yeah, that was, oh, it actually was a good one because that was that was. Big Show throwing mankind off the stage into the hole, which is an amazing Not cried into the hole, but... Well, thank God no, he would have it's, fucking it's it. if he actually got him into the hole. That would have been a horrible spot. And then the ambulance pulls up and then Austin jumps out. Great Austin moment. Um,
1: and, yeah, yeah. But then Shane Wayne hits him in the head with a shovel. Was the was the end of it? No, that?
0: that's that's the, you buffoon. No, that was the rock one. That was the rock He's one. nineteen ninety nine. I hope someone got fired for that blunder. I'm
1: mixing. I'm mixing up my grave segments.
0: Yeah, you're like one of the sixteen segments with a grave on, like, <laughs> raw in nineteen ninety nine. Anyway,
1: um, anyway, Big Bill is good. Is is, is that's is,
0: the, that's where it all comes down. You know.
1: um, speaking of ladder matches. Um, I love a ladder match where there's no thought put into making anything logical. And this is going to be, this is a real Jim Cornette rat, oh, but there, no. there was a bit where Sammy Guevara spent 30 seconds, putting a ladder bridge into the ladder to just mm-hmm. walk around and start climbing up the ladder from the other side. And it's like, at least do a bit where you're, you're fighting with somebody, you set it up as if you're going to do a move on it. And then, Oh, you they get away or something and then come back to it later. But they're just like, Oh, Set this up for no reason whatsoever in the logic of the match, and then go around and start climbing the ladder. Like I'm going to try and win. It. It's like, well, why were you we putting the ladder in it? Doesn't make any sense. There was a lot of that in this
0: match. There was a lot of that. Although I think I think most of it did hit and and it was kind of worth it. I, I wasn't a big fan of Andretti hitting Sammy with that move and then nearly um ripping his leg off because he he did it onto a ladder oh. bridge and then nearly fell off. That was horrible. That was horrible. Yeah. That was one of those ones where. Even though I like, I was watching this after work, so I would have heard if a man got his leg amputated in a ladder match during the day. But watching that spot as it happened, I was like, oh my God, this guy just fucking ripped every tendon, every fucking thing in his leg. Yeah. Thankfully, he didn't.
1: Conversely, the Takesh the Blue Thunderbomb off the ladder was one of the most perfectly executed oh, spots I've ever seen.
0: Gorgeous. He's yeah,
1: gorgeous. Great. Gorgeous. Um, but yeah, other, otherwise, it was... And, and I know Joe, you're not the you're not huge in these ladder matches. Yeah, this was one where I I I, I felt a little bit old watching it. I felt I mm. felt like I felt like it's a good thing that I I do a wrestling podcast already because I would I would have started one just to complain about this. I would I would I would have got what's your man with the beard? I would have got called him up. Let's do let's do one, brother. It's, um, the,
2: it's the like the bridging ladder. From the ropes to the ladder. Sammy put that together and it's like, what? why? Why are you doing that's, this? That's yeah. what
1: I was saying, yeah. But, but they, it, it's like, you know, when you hear about backstage in AW that nobody asks Dean Malenko for advice, but like that's surely where, you know, putting this kind of match together where there has to be a little bit of thought put into why you do an action. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, it's like when you watch a movie and, you know, there's the saying of like every shot in a movie has like thought put behind it. And, yeah. Yeah.
2: It's like in the original TLCs, because it was a tag team match, they had to have multiple ladders there. And so there was a bit of an excuse to have, oh, okay, one yeah. ladder knocks over another ladder, or maybe you need a third one. With this, it's just like, yeah, just sit there for five minutes while I set this elaborate. Anyway, I hate ladder matches.
0: But the other the other thing I wanted to say is, on the Joe mentioned TLC, the first TLC match. I always remember when, when the Dudleys set up those four tables to do the big fly out of the ring at the end spot like they got him back in the ring and then Bubba was gonna like powerbomb Jeff out of the ring which obviously would never actually happen but and then he got stopped by Edge and Christian and then they came exactly. back later whereas in this yeah and, and it's not just this match it's it's modern ladder matches in general it's just getting the stuff up so that you can do the spot is just the reason it's just happening you know it's just very mm. it's very goofy anyway
1: um, also, all also I, I, I loved when uh, Hobbs destroyed the ladder by running into it and then they had to have five refs hold it so he could stand on top of it and grab the sonic ring
0: why are they still using the sonic ring as well it's so stupid
1: the face of the revolution
2: I mean what else could you use I guess Um, a picture of someone's face a big face yeah. they should have a picture of like the last year's winners face mm. and then they have to pull that down or maybe they have face of everyone in the match, and you have to pull down your own face. <laughs> so then, it, then it add a little complication. I mean,
0: it sounds great.
2: That is the other annoying thing is that it's they have it on the hook, and you have to like stand there, like st- unscrewing the little you know climbing like like, like, like
1: Barry like, fixing an Xbox controller.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Whereas when it's a, when it's the belt, you just grab it and it falls off. But that, that ah, that's annoying.
1: Yeah. yeah, it should be something with an easy,
2: easy release. Release.
1: Yeah. Because, I mean, Hobbs is a big bloke. He was just standing on top of this semi-destroyed yeah. ladder. I was like, someone lower down the gimmick so he can And
0: just... he looked like he wasn't enjoying it either at the no. end. <laughs> but yes, he's our number one contender. Next week, so the winner of Joe Wardlow faces him. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, not bringing around his stupid little book anymore, which I'm a fan of.
1: No, because he's got this big ring instead.
0: <laughs> oh, he better not be carrying that around. I mean, oh, he had
1: yeah. it with him on 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 Rampage. Did he? Oh, yeah, he had would be agree. What else do we have? Rio and Tony. That was all right. Yeah, yeah it was okay. I, Rio and and Sakura on Rampage was really good.
0: No, that was good fun. Yeah, that, that was Sakura. that was
1: good wrestling. I M-
0: MVP of the women's division, right there, Miss Sakura. But
1: honestly, I mean, the every, you know when you watch, um, not to throw under the under the bus here, but you watch a, a, a Jade Cargill and, and, and you, you do see sometimes the the deer in the headlights yeah the, these two women on rampage it was so crisp and it was just great they were great
0: they should they should make more use of sakura for that reason i think for i, sure. mean, I, I mean, absolutely they should with rio because Rio's is also like every time she comes back after six months away she's always just as popular as she was when she left like people i had an
1: ep- i had an epiphany as well that Rio's is the perfect one to beat Cargill
0: Oh, that would be great. That would be the
1: perfect great. Un- under underdog, underdog story, right? Because she's but so small, but she's great. She's then, so good.
0: Uh, I just think she's one of those, uh, you know, an inverse of someone like Sheeta. where I guess when AEW started, she just, she didn't move to the States, and she's still splitting her time, and people wonder why doesn't she, why isn't she there more often? It's like, well, she's, because she's physically, she's not there. She doesn't live in mm-hmm. the US. Where Sakura, though, is there all the time. I think they could make some good use of her. Uh, Jade, conspicuous by her absence on this, on this pay-per-view, um, I wonder are they well, re- reassessing her last, her last few pay per views? Well, yeah, right, yeah. So I wonder are they reassessing things and maybe going to hold her off until yeah. such a time as she can come back.
1: And, and the old fifty zero thing came and went without much fanfare. And yeah, maybe they they have to have something for her to
0: do. I mean, maybe they like like we were talking about. Maybe maybe they kind of looked at the lay of the land for this pay per view and looked and like. Sky Blue again, Willow Nightingale again, yeah. like like the, who, literally, who is left? They have done it
2: all multiple oh, times. Yeah, there's, there's only
1: spring. so much wheel spinning you can do. They um, should yeah. do a, st- a stalker
2: angle. She should she should be like backstage and get a mysterious letter from someone and be like what the fuck, who is this? And then she gets sent a picture. Oh, something. Is, is it the payoff to the Bow Wow angle? Is that what it's going to be? I, I don't know. It doesn't <laughs> matter. You just need it. It doesn't matter who the wrestler is. Just have a good, you're, interesting you're, angle. You're, and you're, then-
1: you're totally on the money, though. You're right. Is that what wrestling... You notice whatever wrestling gets in a little bit of the the thing that picks it up that gets everyone going, lads, the attitude error is back, is a, is a mystery angle. Yes. yes. Who, who is Vince's son? Who ran down Stone Cold? Yeah. Who... It's always a who done it, the mystery GM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. AW could use one them.
2: Yeah, AW has never done a who Never done a who Tony doesn't like the who done Ah, he doesn't. He doesn't like cool. He doesn't things. like romance angle. He doesn't like who done He doesn't like wrestling. Basically, you know, Tony,
0: do would you go well, play football f- manager and fuck off back off. to the
2: eighties really? and manage fucking <laughs> Bill Watts territory. Right. Whatever okay. you like
0: go watch your UWFI tapes, all right, or whatever Rich. the fuck you're doing. <laughs> And um,
1: here's my nitpick of the week. Oh yeah. great. Um This were Titan Battle Royal match.
0: I know exactly what this is gonna be and you are right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what is the casino battle
0: royal anymore? A Casino Battle Royale is supposed to be. Um, in episode uh, 304 of a uh, Dynamite, you did a, a Casino Battle Royale, and yet people did not come out with assigned suits of cards, nor was there a joker. I mean, what, what are we supposed to believe? That this is some kind of phantom casino with no decks of cards? <laughs> I sure hope somebody got fired for that blunder.
1: It was just a Royal Rumble. But... It, was
0: just a, it, was, yeah, it was just a Royal
1: Rumble. <laughs> there was no yeah there was no here come the spades or and then yeah okay joker whatever i i I don't mind if they establish that the joker isn't always a returning or debuting star of course yeah do a joker and the 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 joker is just the last team who get the benefit of being the last team in yeah you you could have done butchered the blade we're the jokers yeah or whatever
0: Oh, that- also, can I do Barry's Paul's nitpick of the week, please? <laughs> go on. The commentators saying Butcher and the Blade are the most dangerous tag team in in this match because they've had the most battle royal eliminations. They've never won a <laughs> fucking battle royal. This is Kane in the Royal Rumble all over again. It's like, oh, he's the one to watch. Is he? Like, <laughs> like, like all he what does. A big is Show. The Whenever they used to go, Big Show's the favorite. Well, yeah, he actually can't be tossed out. I mean, how do you how do you toss the Butcher out of a out of a battle royal? You can't. You can't. I mean. (laughs) some other cunts in the history of the promotion have but like you know
1: and so it was never clear how many teams were going to be it just kept going also the amount of time between teams let me tell you i've seen elimination chambers and i've seen battle royals where it might have been 60 seconds it might have been 90 seconds here it was four minutes at times it was 20 seconds at times it was just completely random. There was no logic to it whatsoever
0: that was the casino element. they were rolling a dice backstage to see how <laughs> how long it takes for people to come out
1: i mean the ma- match quality was fine, but this might have been the worst organized <laughs> battle <laughs> royal I've ever watched
0: yeah and i i i, didn't I know I, that was happening after that most of the time and i i love I love Danhausen, but what a fourth team to to uh, yeah uh, i
1: I was having this argument with somebody today because I'm trying to be you know I think the pay for looks really good I'm really excited for it but The point I couldn't argue is, you know, AW, which was for a long time the land of the great tag team division, look at this title match. Yeah. The Guns, the Acclaimed, TNA, and... Dan Housen and Orange Cassidy. Where are all the good teams? <laughs> Where are they all gone? They're all in trios oh, matches. What do you
0: mean? Guys. I'm in the good team. I'll curse you. I love Danhausen. Uh, very I, mean, I should be the champion, yes, kind of uh, <laughs> <bro>. <laughs> for the benefit of the listeners. Me and Joe are doing hilarious faces oh, while we also do our Dan Housen voice. Mm, mm. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Well, I think yeah. me and Farns. Yeah. 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 Me and the tag matches, oh. as, uh, best friends. We are best friends and we are a tag team. Oh, uh, I love him. He's great. But uh, he's great, but, uh, but a tag team number one contender, I do no know, know about that. I mean, there must be,
1: this must be a, let's have a little cool off period. Because, mm. I mean, the tag team vision for a long time has just been Young Bucks, Lucha Bros, FTR, Rinse and Repeat. <laughs> so maybe this this is just a little bit, let's give some other teams a spotlight for, for a, a sure. show. But you could have had one one good tag team in there. You know, one, one proper team. Um...
0: Yeah, yeah I, 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 like, but I, I think I think I think let's do something new is pushing the guns, which I'm actually fine with. But I, I don't know why well. the other three. Well, no, the acclaimed are all right, but the, I don't know why the other two teams have to be.
1: You Never know, mind easy. the fact that we did two two battle royals to end which up I with this match. To end up, but to end up with this result after all that
0: it was it was a conversation point this week and i do really, i i miss the rankings i really i really do i think they keep you i think they have to keep you a little bit honest which i think is probably why they were gotten rid of because in the midst of all the injuries and the suspensions and the chaos it was too fucking hard to book around rankings but i miss them because i it's just this feels very stuff thrown against the wall um and when they announced it my inkling was um that Guns are retaining, but they don't want to pin the acclaim, which is fair enough. Now my inkling is, I, 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 I'm thinking we're getting a little bit of my world, my world. I think, I think it's Jeff Jarrett's time to, to get strapped up in 2023. Nah. I think that's happening. I think that's happening. Um, without, because I, 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 I think they're gonna just they they seem to be the hot new not the hot new thing, but the 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 Tony Khan's new favorite thing at the moment. He just seems to really love that act. Why? ah jeff Jarrett's all right come on now have you seen i i,
1: I love James jared on? i love jared as much as the next one and his theme song
0: but like sad i'm saying very big they're movie. they're way over pushed they way are. over pushed but i don't know we'll see also i i don't know or care whether or not the ftr thing is like a work or not i'm irritated by it either i'm actually any.
1: put off by it yeah. i'm
0: put off by it so if it's a work it's terrible and i I think it's not a work I think they're just really whiny and Shega has <laughs> had enough of it um you know I they're fucking excellent wrestlers I think this pay-per-view would be much better with them on it but I I you can tweet your little Dennis Stamp gif all you want I'm I'm just I'm over that um yeah Anyway, uh, blah, 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 not really much to, to. Rampage was really fun. the The Reo match, as we said, was was good. Um, oh, yeah. sorry. Before we move on, I want to talk. I just have to mention the Mox promo in. Um, oh, with the blood uh, in his eye. Oh my god, it was so great. Just look at like a, a a horror movie, fucking before and after scene. God, it was
1: great. God, it yeah, was great. It was. Anyway, we what well, we got to say on Rampage? What was not great. One of, I mean, the Manchester United Liverpool of wrestling performances. I, 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 Sometimes I go to my no hoper well. I'm, I'm going back to that well this week, boys. Parker Boudreaux does not have it. No, he does not have it. He was absolutely dreadful. Absolutely miles off. I mean, and I, I not, not, not to over exaggerate, but I've seen young Irish lads in OTT who were closer to having it than this fella.
2: Also, his gear was terrible as well. Possibly some of the worst, have, yeah. the worst gear I've ever seen in AEW. I mean, it was like Glacier gear almost, wasn't it? Not even that cool, really. At least that was a well,
1: A worse version of that, but my yeah. God, his footwork, his timing on everything. No, I mean, there's, there's, there's a level that training can take you to and then there's kind of, there, there's the intangibles, the, 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 you, you either have it athletically or you don't.
0: Yeah, I I, I I thought he, in some of his earlier appearances, I thought he was a little rough around the edges, but maybe had a little something, a little explosiveness, but this was, as far as a first real test goes, like, you're having a proper match, and you're in there with three pros, and he spent most of his ring time with, with Dustin as well, so it's like, you got every advantage in the world being in there with one of the best, and it was fucking brutal. It was fucking brutal. I mean, it's kind of like it's not apples and oranges. You get, not everyone. You can't compare them all the same way. But like, I think hook has had infinitely less training and, and, and time. Cause he hasn't been to be developed. That's, for that's, that's the
1: perfect analogy is that hook is a guy who is so smooth in the ring. Never, you know, whatever about inexperience and all that. But when he's, when he's moving around, not even doing the moves or or selling or actually just the way he moved. Like, let's really break it down into the fundamentals here. The way you move in the ring. Yeah. So smooth. Easy as anything. This lad, I swear to God was, was one misstep away from falling on his hole. The whole <laughs> yeah. duration of this match. Um, I mean, but then hook, I feel like hook is, is such a anomaly. Like he's one of the best I've ever seen for his yeah. level. He's at, um oh my god i mean honestly honestly one of the worst performances i've ever seen
0: in a ring yeah certainly in this company's short history it's it's, it's up there um
1: i mean we're talking this lad was le- like less coordinated than like
0: great Kali. honestly
2: <laughs> jeez
0: you know i'm just looking up when did he sign with wwe but he was signed with uh, wwe in february 2021 okay so he was there for about a year um. Yeah. I mean, so, like, a year Awful. in the PC, and now you know, like, uh, a couple of months on AWTV working with the likes of Dustin Runnels. It's not. A, this guy not can't be can't be on TV anymore. <laughs> no, I think this would be a. This is a. Okay, we tried it for a while. Down to Owl QT's school with you for like a year. Before you come back Easily He he, he should be powerbombing this guy Through the earth And that's the last (laughs) of him For for.
1: I mean you can keep him as an henchman But he can't have matches He needs to be Off TV As you say uh, Dark renovation Whatever that's fine But like (laughs) This, this is where the house show circuit would
0: really help. I was just thinking that as like apparently a lot of the news coming out as we ramp up to that is that apparently the wrestlers do want it. Um, uh, and it does make sense for people like him and Jade as well. Uh, Danielson was also did an interview where he said he, he trains with Jade a lot and He said she really wants to go to Japan, which I think would be great. I think have her eventually lose that thing and then do the classic wrestling. I just don't know if I can do this anymore. Go away. Go to Japan. Do a couple of tours, come back, it'll do you the world good. And and this guy as well, go like, you know, train with QT and work every indie that you can conceivably get work on for like a year and do these little house shows as well. Um yeah. yeah I mean we might be we might be coming off like we're really having a go at this guy, but like No,
1: but like, you know. This was this was shocking.
0: It, it was it was for, for the AEW television standards are very high. Do you know what I mean? Even like we and we just talked about Hook. Even for youngsters, even for new people who are who are fresh out of school, um, you know, like like fucking, how old is? I know he hasn't been on AEW TV, but how? But old it, is it would be, s- you know,
1: yeah, but it would be so easy for Hook to not be that good because he's yeah. he's he's Taz's son. He's got the in. He could just be she not is, a, yeah. not a Parker Boudreau level guy, but he could just be a guy like a like a. Brock Anderson. You know, he could just be a guy who's just so it speaks to his mentality and his athleticism that he's as good as he is. This Parker guy. Man.
0: Yeah, but like we like we said, look, revisit it in a year. He is young. Um, you know, and I think he does have he obviously has the the extremely unique look and he seems to have some kind of athletic background. So look, we'll see. But it's not, it's not now. Um uh, with all that said and done, we will run through here the um, this the great card. Card. I don't know if I'm feeling great, but we'll talk. About I think it I think there's there's
1: That's enough variety good. on here, and and enough that I'm going to predict. I'm going to predict more than one five-star match in this show.
3: Wow! <laughs> that
0: is a ridiculous prediction. I think I think the Texas Death is nailed on. The, te- the Texas Death is going to be phenomenal. I'm confident of that. Best feud in wrestling right now. Um, but we'll run <laughs> through it here. Start starting yeah. at the bottom. Is it uh, so Joe versus Wardlow for yeah. the? Uh, I don't I don't like Wardlow's head with the short hair. <laughs> well, no. neither does he. He's raging. Say, that's about the whole. It. That's the whole angle. Bro.
1: That's the storyline. But yeah, grow back, lad. Um, I I I hate a man bun, but on, on Wardlow works, he pulls it know. off because he's you know he's Wardlow. No, Joe pulled it off.
2: Hey, you know, he
0: fucking got me. He fucking folks. He fucking got me.
2: This should go about six minutes. I don't want to see this being a long. But match. But, a, oh, it, no, yeah. but a
1: six minute sprint.
2: Yeah, just big meaty men mashing men into men. That's what yeah, I want to see for absolutely. six minutes.
1: I want to see Joe take a power Wonder bomb and not not out of the corner,
2: a, a real one. Through the straight through the canvas Earth to yeah. the Earth's core. Cool.
0: Yeah, yeah um, this is, there's a lot of these on the show, but it's one of those ones where I was like, I think it's hurt a little bit by the fact there's like no drama in the result. I don't think because um, like they're yeah. they're spinning the wheels up on ROH. Joe's the ROH t- uh, TV champion, and also. A heel has the number one contendership for this coming Wednesday, so it's kind of like you know.
1: Although, although Hobbs lately, they've been kind of tweening him because he's been in his hometown. He was he was way over. He did a Bay Area da, 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 baby, like babyface promo.
0: I think that was just because he was. They 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 do do that when they're home, you know. Mm. Um, I I like Wardlow, but Joe's been so good. I think I, I think I'd actually really hate to see him lose. Mm. Uh, but you know I don't think you. I don't think you could do I think I think it would really sting for the Wardlow to lose again um, but we'll see Match should be good should be all right uh, Chris Jericho versus Ricky Starks The J-A-S-R Band from ringside
1: So someone else is 100% interfering Are,
0: are, are you in on that theory That it's someone else, your action and ready Or or do you see the recent theory going around That no more BS Paul White Is coming down to is To, <laughs> down and to, to wmd ricky right in the face because i think jericho um, i can see it 100 i can see it. i think jericho oh, got the trademark for jera's show recently um oh, oh. And people, are put, people are putting two and two together and i i i can't think of many worse things they could do to be no, honest no
2: i i would be into his name's not a like, show anymore though that doesn't make any sense,
0: but I guess they could call, they could do do a little. Remember when they when they were doing um, Austin and Billy Gunn? Remember when they? Oh no, Billy and Austin Gunn to get around mm-hmm. the Billy Gunn thing. And now they just call him Billy Gunn, but like whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I. Uh... I, I don't like any of the possible outcomes people have uh, have put out. I think, Andretti, I think Andretti coming out and turning would be so hack. I think it would be so hacky. I like um, the Paul White idea. I'm into oh, it.
3: No, oh, no.
1: I prefer that to the Andretti turn. Of all the heel turns Big Show has done, he's always been the, the serious heel. Serious giant heel. Let's, how fun would, would a shit-eating grin Big Show be? Where he's just the smarmiest... <laughs>
0: The other, there's multiple problems. The one he'd have to wrestle, well, uh, and two, they, they cannot drag this feud out any longer. Ricky needs to beat this man clean in the middle. Ooh. One, two, three. Look at the lights, brother, in the opener. That's what it needs to be.
2: No, I want to see Farai there.
0: Oh <laughs> God! And then I and want then, him to
2: come up from the bottom of the ring like I a, want to, a I Valentine's Day to- <laughs> I wanted to wear those leather pants they all wear. Oh no!
0: And and, and we we get another we get another two months of you want to get me at me for real, Ricky? Then you have to go through the jungle appreciation society again.
2: (laughs) Tom, about well. I'm, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm gonna. If this doesn't happen, I'm gonna be disappointed. Now. Oh
0: God. Oh, <laughs> when it's Andretti boy.
2: turning on Aww. joining JAS.
0: Well, I've got no more bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Anyway, <laughs> uh, in a match that uh, oh. TK had the old EWR auto booker on for uh, <sighs> House of Black versus the Elite. I mean, come on. It, it, Thrown, toge- thrown together last minute. We have not done some kind of feud with these lads. Well, no, they so, they, they, they did do the, they did, they did. Excuse me, I think you'll find for the last two weeks they've done the lights have gone out after the elite <laughs> segments when yeah, they were around doing whatever the fuck they were doing.
1: So four hour four weeks of uh, they're playing with basketballs and House of Blacker feud with a completely different team.
0: And then this week, the big go home angle was a, a SmackDown two cutscene where where the the elite are just beaten up on the stage after the lights go out. It's absolutely yeah. nothing. I think the match will probably be class. But, it will. It'll you know. be a
1: banger. It'll be a it'll be a five star banger.
0: Yeah. Oh, so this is what you think is the other five star match? I think
2: I think it could be. I think it's got potential. Listen, six I like six, all, mans all six are always six man's always have that potential just because of the the pace. I think.
0: Yeah. I always like to see uh, Big Brody get a pay-per-view opportunity. He is he is great, mm, he's um, very good, but, and he's yeah. he's quite, he's quite the, a really the, the heaving
1: bosom of Buddy Murphy as well,
2: of course. Yeah, yeah. Was, big match, Buddy. And um, the big half, Julia Hart, so, hmm, big good. brim. Yeah.
0: Uh, the uh, next match. This this is the real five-star match. Uh, Jamie Hayter versus Ruby Soho versus uh, Soraya. I mean this is about this is about as unappealing a storyline as aew have done in i don't know how long i mean i don't know one person i don't know one i don't the most devil's advocate ass playing person i know most aew till they die person i know i don't know one person who's like so uh guys where do you think ruby's going i'm i just can't wait to see i mean I just, <laughs> what side is ruby on i'm like it's it's <laughs> dreadful also like and on top of everything else saraya and tony along with mjf and ftr and probably someone else i'm forgetting just another pair of people doing the aw socks and we're the real stars because we're from wwe eddie and kingston eddie kingston, kingston doing that too, eddie kingston quitting the company which we didn't even talk about um guys don't
1: Especially with your baby faces, whatever about your heels, but don't have your baby faces saying that AEW sucks. That's the whole raison d'etre of your company is that yeah. it's, it's a place people want to work.
0: Um, and then it's a three way, which is less interesting. It's Soraya. I didn't even. I, I assume this was a pretty handy hater retention. Some some foul soul on Twitter earlier today put it into the atmosphere that what if Soraya wins? I, I if Soraya wins, I will
2: stop watching this promotion.
0: That is, I that is that's <laughs> what, I
2: think that's what's happening.
0: Oh what's God! Happening. No.
2: I think she will pin Soho, or there'll be some kind of collusion, and then haters goes to win the title back from Soraya. I think that's the. Oh, oh, oh my God!
0: <laughs> yeah, you, you know what? I mean, it, it's probably not a three-way for no reason. So you might be onto something there. Oh, that'd be terrible. Uh, yeah. So not not looking forward to that one. I will say that uh, we got the four-way tag title match that we talked about earlier. Um, look, I mean, it might be a bit of fun. I I, I don't think it's going to be terrible. But uh, you know, this is this is. I think this will be the down period for the for the pay per view to be
2: sure. Mm. it's it just it's bad yeah it's bad I, I just the division used to be so they really need to they need to get um. what are they called the high the high flight the Martin brothers um, oh Air, yeah, yeah. Air, 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 Air France or whatever they're called what was their name high high times
0: <laughs> high time life.
2: top top life top shelf they need to um I think they've got, they had a really good match. Uh, was it on rampage or Dynamite? I can't remember, but, um, I think they need to get a big push next. Cause I think they are really popular with the fans. They can have really fun matches. Dante Martin got really over when his brother was out injured. Mm. I think they need to push the, like that kind of team, get them into the mix and get rid of what they've got at the moment.
0: Alrighty, uh, we've got Jungle Boy versus Christian in the not buried alive match thing, but kind of they they called this the final burial, right? And they were they were kind of vague about what it was. Jungle Boy did his little um, that's uh, why
1: cinematic came into my head. Yeah, bleation.
0: Jungle Boy did his little promo on he did one on Rampage as well. But I think what's throwing everyone off, what's throwing me off, is that, uh, ever the ever the ever the the wordsmith on Rampage Jr. goes. Um, huh match <laughs> a big hole huh. and i was like wait so i was yeah. like i think a lot of people's default assumption was cinematic match but then he goes he does that and we're like what what so is it a buried alive match or is it a cinematic match in a graveyard yeah. or yeah, what yeah, yeah. Is it? But, i don't but, know but keep in is.
1: mind Jim Ross also on Rampage said, well, frankly, whoever wins this match is going to be going to revolution. Uh, Wait a minute. That's not... Wait, what? (laughs) Uh, Sorry. That's not the situation at all. Uh, I'm confused. Oh, no. (laughs) Poor lad. He had no idea what was going on.
2: I didn't even hear that this was a Buried Alive match. I I saw a graphic that said No Holds Barred. They announced that, and and then uh, for some
0: reason on Rampage, they they had Jungle Boy do do a thing. V- very weird, very weird. Because, because, yeah, uh, like to to it's one, it's an odd stipulation. But that's to announce one, and then on two days later, a day before the pay per view, announce it's something else. I I didn't quite get that. Um. Anyway, so yeah, I I, I part of me wants to say it'll be great because you know it's Christian and it's going to be a big career match for 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 Jungle Boy, but I, because you don't know what what it's going to be, I I I can't say for certain that it's going to be great
2: hmm we'll see I have, I have faith i have faith they'll pull it off okay once we know what the actual match is yeah it won't it, it maybe it will be difficult to um compare to the the next match the texas death match that <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why would they changed dear.
0: it yeah that's actually fair i mean i would you want to be on this card i say with those guys would you also want to be on there doing a weapons match uh if you if John Moxley and Hangman Page are doing this, I probably wouldn't. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, what can we we've big this feud up big time. But yeah, Mox versus Hangman. I mean, the yeah. sky is the limit on this one. I have extremely high hopes. Yeah, the real shocker will be if Mox doesn't bleed. That'd be the funniest twist. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um. No, it'll, it'll, dub- it'll bleed from everywhere. It'll be a double gusher. Yeah, including the anus. I, I suspect. <laughs>
1: the old the old bookshot lariat to the to the hole is that what you're saying
2: <laughs> yes yes um this should be fucking insane I think it's gonna
1: be yeah yeah uh, I think I think that you'll have you'll have some some deathmatch weaponry involved l- l- light tube perhaps so, something longer I expect this to be violent.
2: yeah cheese grater
1: cheese, cheese grater to the, to the knob garlic press to the yeah. to the balls
2: <laughs> to the plums <laughs> Just one right in
1: there. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I I would think this is this would be one where they both wear jeans as well.
2: Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's that's when you know you're getting some...
1: the jeans with knee pads over the top of them.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it.
1: That's what we want. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Um, yeah oh, so looking forward to that one, and then in the main event, uh the Iron Man match, MJF versus Brian Danielson.
2: High hopes for this one oh, Yeah I don't I'm not sure it's going to be a great match But I'm very hopeful
1: MJF always over delivers On pay-per-view matches Apart from that yeah. one stinker He had
0: that one time with uh, mm. Who um,
2: was
1: it? I can't remember Was it Gavar? It wasn't Gavar was it? No he had
0: a great mox match He had a great Two great mox matches He had a great uh, I didn't like the Cody match That was I did, I Maybe didn't that's what it was. it was Yeah it was Because yeah, yeah. the, the feud was great And then the match was Poor
1: so. Yeah Cody match, you're right. I I, I think this be I think this be really good. I mean, God, Danielson planning out an hour long match. I think it'll probably be really well mapped out. Mm. Hoping we hoping we get the spot like we said a few weeks ago, where the the Judgment Day 2000 chair spot. Let's do something like that, boys.
0: Yeah, I think yes. so. Yeah, that, that that has to be on the cards, surely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, really? The other thing, the other thing uh, could be continuing his MJF's kind of thing of. Sort of um, wanting to prove that actually, you know, he is legitimately great, but then at the last second, like he, he might go 50-50 with Danielson and have a normal match and they go like 4-4 or whatever. And then at the very end, he kicks him in the balls to steal the last mm. fall or something like that. I could see them doing that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Something. He, I I think almost to a fault, I think he can maybe get a little too cutesy on his pay-per-view epics. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes mm. the story overreaches a little bit, but I could see them doing that.
1: Here, uh, Here's a question for you guys. Do you think there will be any kind of surprise on this show? Mm. No. No, I don't think so. Apart, apart from the, the Paul White return. <laughs> of course, apart
2: from Big Nasty, you know. Big Nasty Bastard. You both think MJF's winning, as I assume. Uh, like, uh, yeah. 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 I think he likely will, but I, if it was me, I'd put it on Danielson right now. I would as well. Yeah, I just think the the MJF story—it's not particularly interesting. What I, can I? If I can fantasy book for a second, I'll tell you what I would do: put the title on Danielson, have uh, the elite drop the trios titles because that's a waste of time. Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson, main event of Double or Nothing rematch from the Grand Slam match that they uh, never went back to.
3: Mm.
2: And then put the bucks in the tag division, have them wrestle the acclaimed away. <laughs>
1: Retire the shows, belt.
2: Just give it, give it to the House of Black <laughs> and just have let them do three ways with Butcher of the Blade and the Bunny or whatever. I don't know. Just just <laughs> but that would be my that would be how I'd book it. That's bit that would be a bigger match than anything they could do with MJF. But Tony's got his plans. Yep.
0: Right. we did a very wrestling heavy show so far yeah. today. Let's talk about movies, 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 movies. Uh, who has seen a movie this week?
2: Um, I just seen the one movie. And I can quickly recap. It was a pretty bad one. Um, it, it's called The Independent, and it stars um, Brian Cox and John Cena. Uh, oh, what a team! Cena plays an independent candidate for the U.S. presidency, who has kind of emerged as a, a genuine, um, you know, candidate with the, the Republican and the Democrat um front runners. Um but at the same time there's the, the, the main character is a, a journalist who's kind of investigating I don't know stuff <laughs> <Just> generally investigating <laughs> stuff.
1: she
2: kind of stumbles across some some conspiracy involving the lottery and then she starts investigating that funding. It's it's so bad. Um the acting the act the performance is alright. John Cena's not too bad but um script woeful um direction very, you know, point and click kind of point and click, not point and click, point and shoot. Um, mm. see some very bad CGI of crowds, at rallies, and things <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, just just an awful. I don't know if it's a Sky Movies thing, but it feels like a Sky Movies.
1: It's a Peacock exclusive, apparently.
2: Oh, well, that, yeah, very similar vein, but um, yeah, I would not recommend it even though you get the showdown of uh, Logan Roy and John Cena, which is what we're all fighting <laughs> out for. Yeah, two it's and a half stars. Lange is
1: in there as well, I see. Michael Gandolfini.
2: Two and a half stars for that one. And I rarely go below three stars. Like a film's got to be bad. <laughs> <film's
1: gotta> be <laughs> Easily pleased.
2: So, uh, don't, yeah. Don't watch that one.
1: Yeah. Speaking of two and a half stars. Uh-oh. Ooh. So I finally got around to watching Black Panther, Wakanda. Forever. Oh, Friday. no. Now, here's the thing. As try as I might, I could not bring myself to hate it. could not bring myself to hate it. And in fact, the first 20, 25 minutes, I thought were pretty engaging. Mm. Um, One thing about Black Panther and the world of Black Panther is that by virtue of its setting and its cast, it's already delineated from most of the other Marvel dreck. It's not fucking... Space aliens and explosions <laughs> and a man in a wacky ant costume and blah, 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 blah. it's itself apart because it has it has unique why, look. Why that's so funny? <laughs> Fucking shit, like shit bollocks into you, right? <laughs> um, like this has got cool visuals. It's got the I, I like the um the the way the culture of Wakanda is, is set. I I like the um the 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 black skin headed female generals and that you know I like the the big uh baku and, and the other big warriors and generally it's got a cool look cool feel that's different from anything else in the MCU. The problem is when the film invariably becomes that same slop. So so Black Panther Wakanda forever, much like Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and I'm sure much like Ant-Man, all the other ones I haven't seen. It feels like three different movies shoehorned into one. Right. It has the movie the director wanted to make, which is about grieving and moving on. And and I thought that those elements of the movie were quite well done. And then you have the bit about um, the girl making an Iron Man suit and fighting <laughs> the, the creatures from Avatar. Um, <laughs> these blue, blue um, undersea people. And then you have this other movie where Martin Freeman and Julia Dreyfus Lewis, which has got nothing to do with anything else in the film, but is only serves to serve another film, which is coming out in a few years time. And so you have this film that's trying to serve five different masters. Mm. And what you end up with is a, is a bloated mess of a film, which has individual good ideas in it, but doesn't work as a, as a sum. Um, so anytime it was to do with... The T'Challa character, the fact that he had passed away, the sh- uh, Shuri and her her moving on, that stuff was all great. And and to be fair, um, Angela Bass's performance is very very good. She's Oscar it mm. All the stuff with, and I actually, I even liked the Submariner character. Um, I forget his name. Was it Nem- Nemor? Nem- Nemor? Nemor. Nemor. Yeah, he was good. He was good. Again, I I, I liked the um, Aztec. Inca influence on the way they went with that character again they, they immediately undermine it by just making them blue fish people <laughs> and they <laughs> basically forget about all the all that stuff but um yeah unfortunately like i said individual good moments but it it, it, it does like the film just stops so they can do the half hour long mcu mm-hmm. and the cgi is fucking horrible as well <laughs> like no really bad they do all that stuff, and, uh, and the film is two hours forty of that. And yeah, by the, by the end
0: of it, I was pretty tired of it. So, that, that, that just being the new default runtime for these movies is is is, dre- is dreadful. I stuff. really dreadful don't know what to stuff. make of it. So, two and a
1: half stars. Okay. I didn't like it. I, I would say generally overall it would be a negative review, but there, like the Doctor Strange, the Sam Raimi one, there's some good stuff in there, but it's mostly uh, weighed down by decisions that have that had been made before making what the film was gonna be, you know. Pre existing action scenes that had to be shoehorned in and stuff of that nature. Um I did watch Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, which Joe very positively reviewed last week. Mm. I will say that I also very much enjoyed it. Definitely the best of those animated movies. It is very cutesy and I can see it being the kind of film that people will either come down on one side of the other one side or the other in terms of how much of that they could tolerate. Because it is very, very Oh, I'm a little shell boy, and you're a big man, and what's why are your shoes so big, mister? And it's 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 that for the whole movie. <laughs> so if 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 five minutes in you go, Oh, this is this is this is a bit too too uh too happy, happy baby da 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 for me, maybe you won't enjoy it. But I, I, I thought I thought it was good. I thought there was some good little heartfelt message to it. About similar themes to to Black Panther in a way, I thought it was funny. Um, I liked. Is it Jenny Slate? Is that her name? Yeah, her performance I thought was very good. Um, And yeah, I mean, I don't think there's too many surprises in it. I think it's it's a very simple story, but it's told in in a fun little way, little mockumentary. Um, And yeah, there's there's some there's some social commentary on there on on the nature of celebrity and mm. fads and where the line is and crossing the line between, you know, uh, 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 I, idolizing someone and, and being too for asking them to sign your golden eye fucking thing, for example. <laughs> um, but no, I, th- I, thought it, I thought it was a very fun watch. Um, as I said, my favorite of those animated movies. So definitely worth a watch if you come across it. Uh, Blackberry then is the Matt Johnson film That I saw at the Dublin International Film Festival It's one of those uh, I would say similar to Instructors, something like The Big Sick Uh, It tells the story Of the rise and fall Of Blackberry The mobile phone Mm. manufacturer Stars Jay Baruchel and Is it Glenn Howerton Of Always Sunny in Philadelphia fame And Matt Johnson of course is in it as well uh, it's very, very funny. It's certainly of the same style of comedy as something like Nirvana the Band. It's much more of a film. Um, for, for I think Nirvana the Band, you, you expect people as being kind of half Flight of the Concords, half the Ali G show. Um, in that it's 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 kind of two guys trying to make it big and but a lot of it is is done as kind of candid camera to, to get real reactions from people as they act out in the world. This is kind of shot in much in the same way. There, there's kind of an element of candid camera to it, but it's, it's obviously much more scripted and much more set out what, the, what script's going to be. And at times, it's just flat out a cinematic movie. But really, really funny. Everyone's great in it. Howerton is especially um, really, really good as a kind of <laughs> coked up, uh, CEO of the of the company. Um, very, very funny, but also towards the end, it kind of switches tone. It becomes kind of almost a thriller. Mm. And uh, yeah, I mean, as someone who's a fan of Johnson's work, and I, I need to check out his other two movies he's made. He's made the two movies called The Dirties and Operation Avalanche, which I need to check out as well. Mm. But I thought this was great. Uh, really, really, really enjoyed it. And I mean, I'm not one who often laughs out loud in cinema. I think Jackass 4 was the most I laughed. But this this wasn't approaching that, but it was still more real-life laughs than I would normally have in the cinema. Uh, Big, big thumbs up on that. And then finally, I got to see After Sun. Ah, yes. The Paul Meskel uh, drama. Uh, And I think it's the first time in a little while. Let me get my letter boxed out here and just confirm this uh first time since 2020 I want to say Whew. where's my 2020 list here we go yes first time since the lighthouse that I've opened up my letterbox after seeing a film and went the full five wow. stars uh, after sun I thought worthy of the the full compliment I thought it was I thought it was pretty outstanding. Uh, I thought the performances across the board were excellent I thought it was ambiguous enough to leave you wondering Definitely a film that will kind of stick with you um, It's it's also one that can be really interpreted I feel like in a lot of different ways Both on a surface level And, you know, reading deeper into the meta of the film What, what the filmmakers try to say What is the film representative of mm-hmm. Um, so After Son is, is, in very simple terms, it's the story of a, a daughter and her father um, uh, in, in a, a tourmalina, I want to say it is, in a, yes, in a, yeah. in a, in a tropical island uh, getaway. And she's visiting him, basically. He's, he seems to be living out there. Never explains what the circumstances are behind that that's up to you as a viewer to try and as you're watching the movie try and interpret why why is this situation happening. And I've come up with my own theories about it, but I think it's it, it's one that's best left to the viewer to kind of you know it's it's not necessarily even when the film's over you think, "Oh, what was they trying to say there?" As you're watching it, you you can kind of be putting the pieces together and, and thinking in your own head, "Well, this is my headcanon for what this film <laughs> what's happening in this film." And uh yeah, there's a lot of uh really well done little um david lynch-esque um pieces and set pieces done in it and yeah i mean i thought it was i thought it was a really fantastic kind of atmospheric um god i i, I really don't i don't want to say anything to give anything away about it. i think it's it's it, i'll just say it's one of the best movies i've seen in of the, of the decades so far certainly
0: well i, I oh, the
1: second five star i've given since 2020 along with the lighthouse that that was the only one i gave in 2020 so i've only given two this decade lighthouse lighthouse, and after Sun, two of the best movies that have been released so far and yeah.
0: I, I was absolutely blown away by it yeah i know after Sun is, is is wonderful i mean it really is i think that's i think that's three ringing endorsements on this podcast for uh for that one uh what else did you watch is that everything you watched this week that's it for me all right, I just watched one film. I almost forgot about it until we got to movie golf. I watched. I finally watched Bodies, Bodies, Bodies from um, uh, last year. This is the kind of horror comedy ish murder mystery type thing from a twenty four from a first time director. I, I've forgotten her name already. Pete Davidson and uh, most notably for uh, I think most notable performance uh, Rachel Senate of Shiva Baby, which I think we we all watched it. Do you watch that, Paul? No, I didn't. Oh, Shiva Baby is very good, very very good. Another 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 great film from I think twenty one. Ah, uh, yeah. So she's a, a central character in this as well, and she is. I mean, just based on those two films, Shiver Baby and this, she's straight already one of my favorite like comedic actors going today. She is so fucking funny in this film. This is more <laughs> comedy than horror. So basically, this is um. It, it, it would be easy to kind of roll your eyes at this. It's kind of a murder mystery, but what if everyone was like a Gen Z kind of person and they make TikToks and they're, um uh you know, they speak in every kind of shitty kind of nomenclature you can conjure up, like... If this movie was made by sort of Clint Eastwood it would be nightmare fuel Do you know what i mean but it's it's <laughs> it's, it's it's kind of a, a it's a movie about how horrible young people in modern society can be but it's not made by a crank so it's actually kind of fun <laughs> if, if that makes sense yeah. um it's 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 basically kind of without getting too into the weeds on on the revelations of the story as 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 the plot progresses the these the supposedly tight the, the premise is basically a bunch of friends go to um one of their uh, parents super lavish expensive basically a mansion to kind of uh hold up and have a a mad session during a hurricane um and power goes out and they start playing party games a dead body turns up and the night starts unraveling from there and it's it's kind of a a, a deconstruction of that kind of young college age person thing there where you latch on to people and you they're your bestie i would die for them oh my god love this bitch would (laughs) never do anything and then the second they wrong you it's just so knives out and, and they go for the jugular and it's just such a hilarious kind of skewering of that mindset. And like I said, it it, it really definitely walks a line where it's it's very of the moment, it's very it's very plugged in to, to modern young people, but it feels less shitty and punching down because it feels like it's written by a young person and it's not written by by um by someone. It's like, you know, it's it's it walks that line really well and it's so funny. I think Rachel said its character in particular. Her performance is great, but also her character is so central to it because she just she embodies all of those traits and it's really well. And it's kinda like the ultimate the ultimate embodiment is like in the like the third act of the film when things have really started to hit the fan and the Friends are all turning on you. One of them turns to the other and says, "She hate listens to your podcast." Um, <laughs> and and they they have an argument about whether or not that's true. And it's just it's that expanded upon for 90 minutes. It's great. It's very funny. It's 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 I would call it I guess a horror comedy. It's extremely light on the horror. It's not really scary. Um uh, I put it on my my letterbox lists of of fun halloween movies that aren't really scary if you are if you are thusly inclined and you don't like uh, excessive gore or spooks. Very funny. Very very funny. So I would uh, I I would uh, encourage everyone to check that out and also check out Shiva baby if you haven't seen it. Yes. Just so do a, a Rachel Senate double bill. But uh, yeah. Uh, uh, bodies 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 and also a nice tidy 90 minute runtime on that one as well does not outstay its welcome uh, yeah that's all I that's all I watched um, uh, this week on the old movies um, if we wanted to jump on to teleguff uh, who's watched some telly this week we've all
1: watched last of us I would imagine yes
0: yeah because so we didn't have last of us chat last week because we the way we scheduled the old the old shows um Episode seven, seven yeah. last week, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Joe, what did you make of, of episode seven of Last of Us?
2: Well, I loved it. Uh, very, mm. Actually, um, I know it was a little bit divisive among among audiences, but um, I thought it was great. It gave me San Junipero, the uh, Black Mirror show uh, episode vibes. This kind of young, um, kind of almost like traveling back in time, because for these characters, going back to a, a shopping mall. It's almost like traveling back to a time before the the mushroom men came along um, and their whole kind of romance I, or the, you know, budding kind of romance between two sort of youngsters. I, I really enjoyed. Um, yeah. And, and I liked, uh, you know, the use of the flashback, sometimes I can feel a bit um, kind of lacking in stakes because, you know, what happens <laughs> basically, you know where it's going. <laughs> um, but I, I just really liked their relationship and their kind of, her, and especially um, their kind of exuberance of all these basic sort of 2000s things where it's an arcade or a photo booth or whatever it was just really nice uh, when I started watching this show having not played the video game I was not expecting it to be about uh, queer love as much as it is I thought there would probably be more zombies
3: I've be <laughs> been you know, a little bit
2: surprised <laughs> Um, but in a good way because I don't want really to want to watch a show that's just like, oh no, the zombies are coming! I better shoot some zombies. Yeah, yeah. right. Because that'd be very dull. And um, so I, I really like this. Yeah, it was, it was good.
0: Yeah, I. Uh, this is what I think. This is what I, I came away with like the least amount of notes on. I just thought mm-hmm. it was really nice. I thought it was very well. Done. I thought it was actually very interesting. Yeah, the San Jean of hero comparison is actually very interesting. I didn't, I didn't think of that, but it's, it's. It is it is very that, and I thought it was very um, very well done. This is also e- e- extremely pretty one to one for for the game, uh, you know. Um, and I, I loved it. I thought Storm Reed was very good. Um, I, I enjoyed her in Euphoria. I enjoyed her in this, mm. and I think this was probably. I mean, obviously, with with two episodes still to go, and the next one will be a big one, but probably the the definitive Bella Ramsey performance of the season. I thought. I mean, mm. I thought she was just phenomenal. Um dealing with some scenes that I think you really have to nail. Do you know what I mean? The big scene where, where they're both bit and stuff like that. I mean, like yeah, that has to that has to be nailed, that hasn't be knocked out of the park. And I thought it was great. What did you think of it, Paul?
1: Yeah, I agree. I was surprised to
0: see that the That it was somewhat divisive. Yeah. It was somewhat divisive.
1: Um I think it was one of the the better episodes of the season. Um but then I that might come down to, to Joe's point, the people who just want fucking zombies and shit and don't care about this. LGBTQ love but it was great it was I, I particularly liked as you mentioned Bella Ramsey's performance the the looks of uncertainty and yes you know you could you could just see on her face you know is this something to go for is this something i'm going to get judged for the fear of rejection all these feelings at once i thought it was really good um and yeah i mean for 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 someone this is an interesting take here for someone who wasn't even that big on that dlc because mm. for for joe this this part is not in the original game this mm. was a, a post-game downloadable extra content that was released after the fact and yeah. uh, i wasn't crazy about it i wasn't crazy about the dlc but in this context i thought it worked really well mm. yeah also it didn't have the bit at the end where you just shoot for an hour. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that's the weird thing about that dlc is like there's like for some reason there's a shit ton of combat in it and it's really it's really jarring like like towards the end of it i think you kill more people in a single scene than i think any other character does in either of the two games it's so long anyway uh, that that's one benefit of the jump to, to television I, w- I was also really surprised by by the I, w- I wouldn't call it too much kickback but yeah a little bit you know the dreaded F word propping up, not not the slur, uh, filler. Um, mm. and, and as Joe kind of said, but I just, and I, I mean, I just don't, don't. What do people want out of a HBO show? Do you just want it to be like killing zombies and set pieces mm. and tanks chasing people through the streets and and you know, like that scene at the with the 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 last episode of the Melanie Linsky episode where the big guy comes out and there's a dozen, uh, you know, that stuff's cool and all, but like I just like that's not. Like that's not what this station generally puts into their prestige, prime time Sunday evening shows. You know what I mean? And and leaving leaving that broad point aside, I thought both this and stuff like episode three have been excellent. I don't know, you know, it's it's right. uh, it's it's just giving these characters time and these actors, like we were saying, these actors time to breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about it in the Discord during the week. This seems to be something predominantly felt by people like me who've played the game a lot, and less so by 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 new viewers. I I like episodes like this that stop and breathe because I feel like the show is going at a mental pace. It feels like it's going so fast, and I'm I you know I think I mentioned in the Discord. It also feels like. They've had the equivalent of like a red wedding like four episodes in a row now where they've had like extremely harsh traumatic events play out mm. uh, uh, on the trot so the the majority of this episode being a sort of charming respite I thought was nice for sure um yeah, so yeah, I think I think um uh, mm. yeah two ep- two episodes till the finale really enjoying it um probably uh, the next one I mean I think is probably. Without getting, into de- without getting into spoilers I mean it's probably one of the segments that I think most fans probably think of like how will they do that when they adapt it uh, when they mm-hmm. announce they were adapted but we'll see how that goes um, yeah uh, so yeah, that's Last of Us. Um, the only other thing I watched was I, I'm I'm nearly done with uh, South Park season thirteen. A, a bit of a bounce back, I thought. After I thought season twelve was pretty poor, um, I think we actually mentioned some of the highlights last week. But I enjoyed them uh, upon revisiting them. The wrestling episode is is not only great, but it's extremely prescient because I feel like in twenty twenty three, where the melodrama meter has been cranked so high in WWE specifically, I think that I think that episode is actually better now than it was at the time. <laughs> Um it is doing the low hanging fruit thing though of of like <laughs> the rednecks they show as interested in wrestling is so funny. It's like they put all their animation muster that they could into making them the ugliest tobacco chewinest people in the world, which is very funny. um uh, yeah, I enjoyed that. <laughs> uh, uh, I really love the the episode where butters is is running the kiss selling business. I love butters. I'm always a sucker for for a uh, a uh, uh, a butters episode. Oh yeah. um, Wendy, what are you doing, bitch? Give it stand kisses for free. Uh, you know, <laughs> is, is is great stuff. Um, you know they they, they don't have a, a you know. There's always there's always gonna be a whiff or two. I like the the Japanese wailing episode. Like I thought the joke at the very very end of the episode where the americans are all okay once they start killing cows it's like okay you came up with that joke but and then somehow made that into an episode when really all you kind of had was that punchline at the very end i feel like they stretched that joke extremely oh. thin but uh you know other than that actually i've i found 13 to be pretty pretty good actually so so i'm enjoying the, the south park rewatch um yeah that's yeah. that's all i've watched this week what what else you got on the list? well i've
1: watched week? season 26 south park the new episode wasn't great what was the new one about uh the new one was about japanese toilets well that they're all fancy in that and the joke what year is this made in get this right the joke is people go in sit in the toilet and the music plays and they go oh
3: oh ooh,"
1: and it's just that five times and then the episode's over
0: (laughs) it was poor it was okay yeah Uh, what about you, Joe?
2: Um, Finished season three of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, um, which, if anyone's forgotten, is a show about a Jewish housewife in the 1960s who decides she wants to get into stand-up comedy. So that's the show. And this is season three. This is where she finally kind of starts to hit it big a little bit as a comedian. So mm. it was probably the most interesting series. She goes on a um, uh, tour that takes her to kind of old 60s Vegas, which is always always fun to see. Uh, Vegas when the, the mob... Uh, was still in charge uh, rather than a, the kind of corporate mob um so that was really fun and yeah just a really good episode It ended on a very kind of dramatic um most heart, heart-wrenching kind of moment so oh. i it was it did really it was very very good and um, was a bit hit and miss i thought in the first two seasons or maybe just a little bit slow uh, or a bit repetitive but i thought the third season was was really really good so I think there's two there's a new season coming but there's a fourth season and i think a fifth and final season so looking forward to uh, getting to those at some point, but I've got a lot to watch because we also want to rewatch succession before that comes back. So that's three mm-hmm. seasons to get through I'm watching a lot of other stuff. It's oh, hectic at the moment, hectic schedule, a
0: lot of good TV, a lot of good stuff. I forgot to uh, include it on the rundown, but I will, I will, I will also say just, uh, we started rewatching broad city, uh, mm. cause it's on Paramount and that is still a very funny show. I still enjoy that quite a lot. Um, so I'll get that plug in there. Miss Measel's an uh, Amazon show, right? I'm trying to keep track yeah. of all my my fucking... I don't even know if I have Amazon at the moment. Oh, it's just, like, it's just so much. Yeah. Uh, um,
2: speaking of that, I really want to cancel Paramount Plus because the app is fucking useless. It doesn't shit. work half the time. It's, it's shit. shit. Yeah. It doesn't remember that we watched Frasier despite the fact that we've watched over 100 episodes. Yeah, it, we, I have to go through the menu and select the episode every time. They have it on Channel 4, right? You can mm-hmm. get... Frazier on channel four the paid version is like 3.99 a month It's cheaper the only thing is that aspect ratio of fraser on all four it is weird it's niles's head is like three miles wide <laughs> it's ridiculous that's the only thing stopping me from from like switching but i just like yeah oh Otherwise that's annoying would, no that would annoy me. me
0: that would annoy yeah, me i couldn't sit through me. that it's I didn't. I didn't start watching The Simpsons on Disney till they fixed it. I was like, yeah. I can't do this. Um, yeah, that's that's a shame. That is a shame. Um, that's uh, that's TV slash streaming guff. Um, played some video games this week. Tip it away at the usual. Put a bit more time into Atomic Heart. Um, I, as I joked last week, I did my one requisite level of Hi Fi Rush this week, and then I was like, mm. oh, that's a fun game. Put that down. Um... I got, uh, there was a a Humble Bundle in the week, one of those uh, charity kind of, we're giving away 7 million games, name your price and you can have them and it's going to Turkey and Syria, um, uh, Earthquake Relief. And uh, one of the flagship games on that was uh, Gotham Knights, the recent Batman game that came out there last year. And I was like, oh, my big takeaway from this was, well I'll, I can play Gotham Knights for I think thirty quid was the bottom price you could pay, mm. and I played that for about two hours. And now the big takeaway I got from that is I contributed some money to a very important uh, relief effort because nice. that is some uh, completely boring, lifeless shite video game nothingness. <laughs> uh, is that you're like? There's like an intro cut. So the premise of the game is Batman's dead, and so his little his little. Children basically, Batgirl and Nightwing and whatever uh, take up his stead, and it's drop in, drop out co op. Your buddies can drop in, and you're Robin. He, he can be Nightwing, whatever. And and this is this got a lot of flack for being the the you know take the Arkham formula, but make it a live service game. Ten million screens of upgrading materials and gear and score and six different currencies and blah de blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, well let's give it a go. And so I gave it a go, and I thought the intro cutscene was pretty cool. And they've they've put some effort into making it not just that Batman combat that we've played now for 10 well, longer than 10 years whatever long you know they actually they changed it the combat's not the exact same so I'm like okay yeah, combat's not quite the same play playing as new characters and but within like two hours less than two hours you're straight away in here's the map is open uh you have to do three of this type of mission to unlock the next reward I'm like all right, I, I, I I'm out I'm out. I don't care. It's like the, the the navigation through the open world is super super boring. And you know you know in the Arkham games you've that cool glide where Batman puts his his cape out. You don't have that, and so you've to unlock an equivalent of it. And to unlock the equivalent of it is uh, solve four premedicated crimes in the open world beat three sub bosses i'm like i am to get a basic traversal option why is every game like this now why is every game padded to fuck so i i tapped out of that so so that that's my (laughs) it's not a spicy take because the reviews were extremely tepid on that game it's also fucking ugly as fuck (laughs) (laughs) like uh it doesn't run great on the seam neck which is fair enough because it's a limited device but it's it's um you know, this is the one where, like, about like two months before the game came out, they cancelled the PS4 and Xbox One versions and mm. limited frame rate on the next-gen device. It, it, it seemed like it kind of came out on fire, so that was disappointing. But it got it got me the bug enough that I wanted to play a Batman game. So I, for the first time, I think since I can't remember the last time I touched it, but I booted up Arkham Knight, um, uh, the the third and final game in that trilogy from 2015, mm. and even even eight years later that game still looks unbelievable like it's a great looking game um so i put about two or three hours i don't know if i'm gonna i don't know if i'm gonna like replay it from start to finish it's absolutely gigantic obviously anyone who plays it remembers but yeah it's cool I and mean, it still still feels great um uh, so i don't know if i'll i don't know if i'll play too much more of that but you know those games are great um, the other thing I played this week is, uh, woo or woe? They don't say it in the game. Woe long, I believe it's called. This is um, the latest kind of quasi Dark Souls game from uh, the folks who make Neo, which I never played Neo One and Two, and um, yeah, it's doing it's doing that Soulsy type thing. Super tough third person sword combat. Um, uh, in a kind of fantastical um, uh, sort of East Asian setting from centuries ago, it's all right. Yeah, it seems okay. It's tough as these games all are. Um, uh, it has a, it has a weird, the most unique mechanic about it is it, it doesn't have a stamina meter like most of these games do. It has a thing called spirit, which is like half stamina, half special. Uh, it's very hard to describe, but they've they've tried some different stuff so that it's not just the usual kind of dark souls knockoff stuff but yeah that's all right and that's on game pass of course um so you can grab that if you have an xbox um yeah not too much to say i literally just started that today so i don't have too much to say about it with my my backup xbox controller because i ripped apart my uh, original one <laughs> um, i was trying to play it with the with the half working one and i was like no this stick is definitely still fucked um but yeah that's what i've been playing what have you been playing paul Uh, I'm well I'm
1: really starting to put the pedal to the metal on God of War here Um, the first one the second one Ragnarok Ragnarok I beat that first one back in
0: 2018 Well yeah I I forgot
1: um, because I don't own a PS5 you might be aware of this and my brother is going to be itching to play that Resident Evil 4 remake when it comes out day one so I've got a hard deadline to get this Ragnarok finished and I'm way behind (laughs) (laughs) although I was asking to my brother how long it took him to beat God of War and he was like 22 hours yeah I don't know if that was in a similar ballpark for you so I'm at I'm at the point because I've been doing a lot of side quest stuff I'm at the point where I'm doing one of the most annoying quests or game mechanics built into a quest drive around with these wolves and follow their heads to the place you're meant to go as like they'll 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 kind of look in the direction you're supposed to go, and then they're, they're just looking at a wall. And I'm like, just give me a marker on the map and tell me where to go. Enough of this stupidity. So that's where I am in the game. I'm with, I've done the bit where you're you're Atreus with Thor, which was very fun. Yeah, and now I'm with Freya looking for the norms. Um, I'm 18 hours into the game. And I feel like I still have a lot to do. So it's pro- I'd probably be close to like 30 all said and done.
0: Are you doing a lot of like side quest stuff? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. Okay. Actually,
1: I, I really need to stop, to be fair. I, I,
0: I've heard that game. If you if you engage with that stuff, that game is fucking long by all accounts. Yes. If, you, if you engage with that. So I'm going
1: to dial that back and just kind of try and focus on main quest stuff. But yeah, still, still enjoying it. But some of those mechanics they throw in are so stupid. What was the one I was complaining about the other day when you're going around on the yak at one mile yeah. an hour, and now this one where it's like, look, look where the dogs are looking in this in this huge area. It's like, just give me a marker. Enough of this. I, I don't need the game to actually have the dogs look. Just put the marker and say, oh, the dogs are bringing you there. That's how you know. Fuck it. It's a game. It doesn't matter. Uh, I also dipped my toe into some Wario Land 3 on the Game Boy. On Nintendo Switch Online.
0: Oh, okay. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. The newly that's a, launched. That's, so, yeah.
3: that's
1: a weird little game. I don't know if I, if I, I don't know if I'll stick with it because it it seems a little too unclear what you're supposed to do exactly. Um, it seems like there's multiple exits, multiple things you have to collect, and I do not I didn't really get what it was meant to be doing. Also, um, it's one of those games like Kirby, the new Kirby game, where there's multiple like Wario power ups. You're fire Wario. You're this Wario. Mm. Well, you don't collect the power up. You get hit by an enemy and you turn into one of them. Mm, that's so, awesome. it ha- so it happens that you accidentally trigger it and then there's nothing you can do. You're stuck like that for 30 seconds. And so it gets very annoying that it works that way rather than be something you can, you can control. It was fine, but I find I, it's like 10 hours long as well. I don't, have, I don't have that patience for a little silly Game Boy game. I don't really
0: care to play anyway. Is that original yeah. Game Boy or, or advanced? Color. Color okay, okay, okay. I don't think I ever Sorry. played, I, don't, I think I only played the Wario games on the original, yeah. yeah. okay
1: I don't know, I wasn't loving it. What I will be playing though, which it releases on the 9th of March, is Metroid Fusion on the old Game Boy Advance, baby. One of the few Metroids I've not played.
0: Really look forward to that. I can't remember if you said, Did you get that Prime remastered? I can't remember. Did you say no? That? I played Prime. Oh, you see, yes, you did. year, yeah, you did it on the not yeah.
1: knowing they yeah. were going to remaster it. I well, they took it. so
0: fucking long, you know. You know,
1: I played it the old way, which I, I'm kind of thankful for that I got to experience the original. Yeah, version, no, totally.
0: Yeah. I, I want to get to that at some day. I, tweet, uh, I, I tweeted uh, this let's... when it came out, but we really took for granted that they used to do things like, here's the Metal Gear Solid trilogy on one disc and it's forty quid, and now it's like here's Metroid Prime remastered. Metroid Prime trilogy? No, Metroid Prime. Um, yeah, 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 40, yeah. 40 euro please for that thank you
1: yeah. by all um, accounts it's it's still one of the oh it like, seems for, like it to me the fact that it's 40 instead of
0: 60 is still a hell of a deal I, I that was also my reaction I was like well it's sad but I'm also happy about that like I you know I'll, I'll take that victory I have never touched a Metroid Prime game Um, so by all accounts
1: is one of the best games of the year <laughs> uh, <so I'm, laughs>
0: it's on the list it's on the list it's I will say it's
1: excellent and I don't think especially with the new controls I don't think it falls into the same pratfalls the issues you had with Dread for example yeah, I think it's a bit yeah. more straightforward and way more atmospheric. Um, really, really fantastic game. Loved it.
0: Yeah, I, I, I kind of want to. I'm kind of itching to play it, but I'm, I'm playing like so many other things at the moment. And like you actually just mentioned, I actually don't want to start too many more before Resident Evil comes out. Because
1: yeah, at the same time, Prime isn't a super long game. I think it's probably in the fifteen hour range, maybe.
0: Yeah, but like Hi-Fi Rush is like seven hours, and I've been playing it for like six months at this stage. So I know, think it's like, probably a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, I, I've been playing God of War for nearly. Three months at the stage. <laughs> um, I, I kind of feel like, depending on how much they've changed the puzzles or stuff like that, I kind of feel like I'm going to marathon through Resident Evil Four when it comes out, right? Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, I do. I'm probably going to probably I want to play that fresh out the box when it when it comes out. You know.
1: Yeah, I think I've only got two of the three, the 2D Metroids left to play, counting remakes and so on. So I'm not going to play the one that's on Game Boy because that was remade for 3DS. 3DS three yeah. Fashion. And Fusion was standalone, obviously. I've played Zero M already, which was the remake of the first one. And I played Super Metroid, the uh, incredible Super Metroid. So I'll play that. And then I just have to play Echoes, and which is Metro Prime 2, and Corruption, which is Metroid Prime 3. And I'll never play Other M, because apparently it's a big old pile
0: of shit. Well, I've heard that, yeah, that's that. Have you ever played uh, AM2R, the the fan, fan thing? No. That's a... That,
1: that's when you watch a video of someone, like, doing this and uh, touching them.
3: Like, uh,
0: <laughs> and now we're going to try and capture the space alien. Um, because we have to get back to, to Xenon. I don't know what Metroid games are about. Um, basically. Uh, that's basically it. Anyway, that's game golf. Um Jump into a little bit of uh, music, Guff, here. I've listened to some tunes this week, one of which was um, previously discussed on this show. I know Joe, uh, earlier in the year, listened to Big Pig um popular irish artist um uh, I, I listened to, i finally after i don't know what uh, what kind of spurred me to finally take the take the plunge and listen uh, i listened to bubble gum the uh the album or the ep or whatever it was earlier this year very good total very different sound to, to mm-hmm. kind of what i was expecting i, I feel i felt like i've been living somewhat under under a rock because she's quite popular um Greatly enjoyed uh, very sort of um, uh, sort of uh, I don't know how you'd even describe it. A little bit R and B, a little bit clubby, a little bit of everything, a little bit poppy, very poppy. Um, uh, totally different sound to a lot of the other kind of Irish kind of um, hip hop sounds that are out and about. Yeah, thumbs up on that. I I, I really liked it. Uh, not what I was expecting at all when I kind of heard you uh, talk about mm. her. Uh, so enjoyed that. Yeah, enjoyed that. Um, similarly, like you know, other side of the atlantic but a similar kind of vibe i finally listen i actually listened to some music by viral sensation ice spice who's kind of the latest hip-hop star to kind of blow up seemingly overnight it kind of seems um uh and so i actually uh listened to some of her stuff she doesn't i think she just like a couple weeks ago put out um uh, an album i actually haven't listened to that i just went on the old uh, uh spotify and just kind of listened to like her first couple of kind of standalone singles she did and they're they're good they're kind of a little bit kind of early 2000s e hip-hop r&b fusion like very toe tappy very kind of earworm beats and and a really a really solid flow like i i really enjoyed no clarity which i think was one of her first big kind of um uh, uh hits that kind of uh, got a little bit of traction online and then that most recent uh, song she actually features on boys a liar part two is very very good Ah, uh, yeah so i i she put out a, a i think a lengthy uh, mixtape this week so i might check that out and come back this time next week on the old music off but uh, yeah thumbs up on on, on ice spice and big pig um uh, for this week uh is there an album of the week joe Though that's what the people want to know
2: well there is there is barry um This week I was listening to uh, Don't Stop Moving by Living Joy. Um, So they may not be immediately familiar, but they are... They're an Italian uh, band. I thought they were British, but turns out they're kind of Italian or I think the singer's American. Um, But they had two very big hits back in the 90s, like big 90s club bangers. So they had Dreamer, which was... I'm a dreamer. And they had Don't Stop Moving, which is... Don't stop moving. Keep it up there you go you didn't get to see that at home but i was uh, sort of not just singing but also doing a bit of dancing performing but um so two very big recognizable kind of 90s club songs and i, I exactly the sort of thing i would start you know losing it to if it came on the radio so i thought why not listen to the whole album uh i think there's a reason that one hit wonders obviously only have one hit um it's because usually their other songs aren't very good. But they did have two, to be fair, two very good songs. The rest of the album isn't actually that bad. There's a few good, few good tracks on there. There's one called um I think it's called Don't You Don't You or something like that. But anyway, it's this pretty good song. There's, if 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 you're enjoying that kind of 90s club music, it's obviously all on that vibe. Um, however, I would say after a few listens, I did start to get a bit bored with it because once you get past the nostalgia of the couple of like really good tracks it's not a lot of depth to the album there's not like um, a hidden gem or a kind of oh i wonder what that song's about it's it's pretty much surface level so once you've listened to a couple um you kind of know what you're getting so i kind of enjoyed it um but also looking forward to moving on to something new next week okay so it's the album of the week
0: that's album of the week, and I think that's going to do it for for music off, and indeed the show. I would think um, we will be back next week to talk about revolution and read your emails, most likely, and talk about the various other goings on in the wrestling world, as well as updates on our game guff, more Last of Us chat, another album of the week, no doubt. Yeah, uh, Man United's return to form. Man United's yeah. return to form. Get that. Get that done. The, the, they're really going to do it this time uh and um yeah all that and more to come so uh thank you very much everyone for listening we hope you do enjoy revolution or enjoyed revolution by the time you, you listen to this and uh we will talk to you all next week until then it's goodbye from me it's goodbye from joe goodbye It's goodbye from paul goodbye